Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Game over. Hey guys and welcome to the latest episode of the official podcast of ReadyPlayer2.co.uk and the unofficial podcast for the Palace of Wisdom. Joining me this week is my usual ragtag crew of Rich Ross and Ciro. How are we doing this week guys? Really good. Yep. Brilliant. I'm on holiday. Yep. Excellent. Uh, I'm not, but I'm still amazed, balls. <laughs> so everything's okay. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, what have we been playing this week? Loads. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Uh, I've been yeah. on. Uh, I've been on the beta for PD2. Um, I bought oh. Shadowrun Returns, some Black Ops 2, some Chivalry with Rich. Yeah, quite a bit of gaming this week, actually. Yeah, chivalry's amazing. Getting loads it, of people on that game is so much fun. Yeah, I um I played a couple of rounds with Zero earlier in the week, and actually it's it's yeah it's pretty good. Going from sort of two three kills in one round to seventeen eighteen kills in another <laughs> That's round. It, yeah, yeah it can be so random. You just get yeah. on a bit of a. I think Craig explained it best. He he basically said. The, you'll be doing really rubbish and then suddenly you'll get a really impressive kill and you literally hit an adrenaline spike and just go nuts and start legging it around and chopping everybody to pieces and then the yeah. second that ends that's it you're done again so I hope you get a lot of kills in that in that spree that's a cracking yeah. game though yeah that's that's sort of what I noticed that you'll get two or three kills in quick succession and then you won't get any for a little while and then you'll yeah. get a couple of and kills and then you'll get more again yeah. I think the more friends you play that with the more fun it is no, yeah, playing yeah. with like two people has been fantastic because I can't. I was hunting out your friends to try to slap the shit out of them and decapitate them, but as soon as you've got like seven people, we just had of various people which Rich knew and it's Kenny is growing on sorry, my side. It gets mental, you know. You're you're trying to slap the fuck out of one person, then before you know it, one of your other friends has decapitated you from behind or trying to shoot you from far off, and that kind of makes it a really good sort of party odd game. So. Like I said to Rich, I think we're going to try to do some recordings of a mass game, just put it up there. I haven't played this, and I haven't even seen it, but to me, the way you're describing it, it sounds like a big multiplayer Dynasty Wars, but I think that might be quite wrong. It actually, you're not far of off like it, actually. Oh, really? Yes. There's no, there's no NPCs, it's all people. Right. If there was like a horde, you know, if there was a horde mode in that game, it would be absolutely epic. But no, it's it's all people. But it is it is a similar kind of thing because it is all sword swinging and stuff like that. And you've got you've got four different classes, but you've got so many weapons with each of the different classes that they all play quite differently depending on the weapon sets you pick. Right. Yeah. So, but it's it's just a lot of fun. It's one of those games where if you don't take it too seriously, I think you can take it seriously if you play in the bigger game types with the, all the objectives and stuff. Uh -huh. But we tend to play free for all. It's a, it is a really good game. I don't think it's worth eighteen ninety nine personally. No. No, but yeah. if you can catch it on a Steam sale, which I got it in the summer sales, I only paid a fiver. 
So yeah. I think yeah. I think that's worth it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the price margin on that one. Getting it for a fiver, you'll not feel done out by. Okay. Um, I can definitely see us enjoying Payday too. That's for sure. How is that? As good as the original? I can like it better. It's very mu- it is more polished than the first one. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, it feels the same, plays the same, but the missions can last more than one day. Wow. A what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a mullet power because I got caught off online because um, I got I got called off. Um, what's a, I, can't, I can't remember the expletive I got called, but <laughs> we finished the first round, you could say, and I was saying, you know, secure the cocaine. And I was like, okay, the round ended. I was like, yeah, thanks, good game, guys. And I'm like, where the fuck are you, dude? <laughs> like, this is this is day one of three. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what? I was like, okay, then the next one, we got to go to the drop-off point with the cocaine, at which point everyone turns on us. Then it's the third day is getting our revenge on the people who has turned on us and fucking them up. But that so, sounds like three different levels to me. It yeah. kind of plays as it, but you've got to play it consecutively. Well, you can rubbish. you can drop out, but it is. I just kind of liked it. You've also got you've obviously got the bank case, which is it seemed a lot smaller than the previous one and then payday one. But <clears> the <throat> skill points, the level ups, everything works a lot better. Every sort of character has like a perk tree that you can work towards, so you can build up yeah. the the ghost, who's the hacker type who picks the locks. But well, he's not going to be the enforcer. The enforcer is going to be the one with the guns, the shotguns, does the most damage. You've got the team lead who can coordinate and get, control people more. You've got all these sort of skill trees you can build up as you play. The more weapon unlocks as well. So you've got the red dot sight. You've got all their silencers, all the other customizations. Also, you're not set by the mask type of each level, so you can pick your own unique mask. Oh, cool. Right, right, okay. This is pretty so, good. It sounds like they've mixed it with Monaco a little bit, where you've got the different classes and stuff. Because I never understood the class system in the first yeah, game. Yeah, something that we've never figured never. out. No, I don't understand it, it. It didn't seem like it actually did anything. Like no. You, that it there, was, there, um, there was nothing worth to it. doing, yeah. Well, in this one, it really made a difference because you're breaking into a jewellery heist. And one of the first things I'm doing is putting down the jammer so nobody can, you know, ping the bell, set off the alarms, call in the cops. It scrambles everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I like um, the idea of that. So yeah. it made a bit of difference. So I think it's only in beta at the moment. There's still some bugs to work out, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I think once it's all polished up nicely, it's going to make a difference. I was going to actually mention and do a quick shout out to Shadowrun Returns. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah I've been looking it. at this. I've been looking at this. It looks really good. If you take Syndicate, um, not even Syndicate, take Deus Ex and stick it into a Fallout 1 style game. Yeah. With the combat style from XCOM Enemy Unknown, you have Shadowrun Returns. Now, I'm a big uh, pen and paper dice role playing fan. So I've played in the Shadowrun universe since I was a kid. Since it first came out in the SNES, I played all the little Shadowrun games and loved the universe. So it's kind of like playing... This one plays like you're a, a detective in Judge Dredd's world, almost. For those who uh, don't know the Shadowrun universe. Is this different to the Shadowrun that was out on Xbox previous? I'll take it, yeah. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, it's very much... But even that game, they try to kick with, keep the cybernetics and, the, you know, the class out. So you've got the orcs, the elves, the humans. Yeah, yeah. that was more like Team Fortress. That shadow yeah. that came out. Yeah, but take this one and look at it like Fallout 1, 2, you know, where you've got the sort of point and click, tell them where to go, select your actions, you've got action points per combat turn. 
it, it makes a really good game, and it's really what I was looking forward to get back in Shadowrun. It's got a nice mission editor, so there's always going to be constant updates to it. So, on this game, it's everything I wanted from the Shadowrun game is back. Highly recommend it for the prices. I think it's £13 something um, for the normal version, which is why I feel worth it. It's not open world, it's a very linear adventure game, but the storyline is worth it. Excellent. I think I'm going to be picking that up. I think I'm going to be sticking it on my wish list and waiting until I get the email telling me it's on sale. <laughs> yep, definitely. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go into this thinking, you know, it's a mass open world where you're going to be able to free roam around. It's, like I said, it's quite linear. You are going to be on rails for most of this with the side missions that come along, but I've been I've been playing it most of the week and I've loved it. Uh, cool. Awesome. Excellent. Sounds good. Yeah, like I said earlier, I've had the week off, so I've been uh, trawling through my arcade games on my Xbox. I've played um, Comic Jumper. Anyone play that? No, never even heard of it. Yeah, really I good game. You play a, a superhero. Um, I can't remember what his name is now. Uh, no. Bob. Pass. <laughs> I've also been playing Trials Evolution, which is an absolute superb game. Oh, I've not I've picked that back up again. I've not played it in a oh, while. I love it. It's the. There's, Yes, yeah, the second one from Trials HD was the first one, but this one is just, it's so fun. It's just physics-based uh, rally racing, really, on motorbikes, which is really good. I've been playing Madden NFL Arcade, which is a 5-on-5 five five NFL uh, game. Is that just an arcade game? Is there any, like, career, can you level up and stuff in it, or is it just, like, 5-on-5 five five matches? Just 5-on-5. Five five. You just play through, like, a like a tower, basically. You go through the teams one by one. And play oh, that's quite yeah, cool. Just... Do you, can you get yourself a team together of online people and then move through a tournament together? Uh, I've never played online. I think it's uh, uh, yeah, you can play online, but you play ranked or unranked games. Right, I see. Uh, but there's one to four player on the same console as well, which is oh really? That's quite cool. Yeah, so you can all control one player, which is pretty good. You can all control one player. Yeah. And one player. One of you used the right arm. One of you the left arm. <laughs> That's, it, that's what I heard at the beginning as well, but I think you meant one player each. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. <laughs> oh, that'd be, it'd be better the other way, though. I want to be run, the throwing arm. Actually, no, fuck that. I want to be the left leg. What's that? Q-W-O-P uh, thing, isn't it? Quop. Yeah, Quop. Yeah, yeah that, that and Madden. We like it. <laughs> I've also played uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the original. And still the best. What, one? Yep. On the 360. Really? Yeah. I downloaded it ages ago, and I thought I'd finally get around to playing it. Still as good as it ever was. And also, <laughs> uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. One of the longest titles I've ever yet. heard. Yeah, how many more suffixes can we <laughs> stick on the end of this before you can't see it on the home screen Yeah, anymore? in my library, it's SSF2THDR. Oh, they've never announced the Super Street Fighter 4 Ultra now, yeah, when your acronym is longer than most three-syllable <laughs> words, you've gone a bit too far, haven't you? But that's that's uh, excellent. It's just a street fight, just souped up a little bit. And also, we had a, uh, a Black Ops Two game night on Thursday, which we were a pretty successful, sir, weren't we? Nine wins out of nine, was it? That that was it. Yeah. As soon as we had a little play around match at the beginning, until we got everybody ready, then we decided to we got a team of six people, I think. Yeah. And decided to take on the world. And from the moment, from from the get go, I was getting pretty much domination. Yeah. Every time. I'm finding when you've got a group of people who are just out for having a laugh, you tend to gel and work really well together. Mm. I've, I've, been, I've been in groups of people before where, so, where some people are so serious about it, and it breaks the team. Because no, no, people are so serious, it creates like this really, mm. I don't know, a charged Stressful atmosphere. Like atmosphere. Yeah, it yeah. gets a bit wrong. 
Now, who was it we've got? We've had uh, Super Nazi Captain Stu, Lenny UK, myself, yourself. Just oh, a couple of others. I don't like get out the names. We had a few from my size, uh, CCMBCW, yep. uh, Little Chef, and we literally just went on it. But I think because there's a, a like a nice switch of good players and a good balance, you know, we had about three or four people keeping with their top weapons. And the rest were trying out new combinations. So a few of us were trying out sniper rifles in odd matches. Yeah. Where although we may have our KD ratio would be, you know, we'd die more than we'd win. The other team supported it, and we got to experiment with some really fun weapons and combinations without hindering anybody really. Mm. Yeah. Whereas and, if you were playing in a if you were playing a deadly serious game, oh. you'd, be, uh, you'd be shot for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You couldn't get away with it. You'd everyone would have to pull their weight, and we were just laughing and giggling our way through it, and talking about the rapey skeleton and everything else. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I was privy to the rapey skeleton. What what happened with the rapey skeleton? <laughs> Everyone's scared of the rapey skeleton. That, that's that's all you need to know, Rich. That's I'm, that, I'm, that's I'm all. I'm a little you need. scared already, and I don't even know what's going <laughs> on. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Arcade games, mainly. Uh, well, I wasn't there for the game night on Thursday, and there's a damn good reason. Because I decided to do something that I was, I've was i been planning on doing for a while and hadn't got around to. I took my Xbox 360 and all of my games um, and pads and all my accessories, like my Guitar Hero guitars and stuff like that, into Entertainment Exchange and traded all of them in and got myself a PlayStation 3. Ooh, so cool. I have been... I, basically, my plan was... There's been loads. Of, there's been quite a few PlayStation 3 exclusives, and I was looking through them the other day, and I thought to myself, God, there's, there's been a few here that I actually would quite like to play. And there's one that I have played previously, which is Heavy Rain, and I absolutely loved it. And I thought, well, if any of the other games are even half the quality of that, I am going for it. So I went in. I've got. I was armed with a list of games that I wanted to get. So I got myself the PlayStation. I got a 500 gig Super Slim PlayStation 3 with God of War 3, nice uh, Uncharted 1, and Killzone 2. Um, and then I got home and I immediately signed up signed up to PS Plus after a little bit of help from Lewis. And holy crap in a basket. I don't know whether I just signed up on a really, really good month or what, but never been a PlayStation player and never even looking at any PlayStation stuff. I didn't even know what PS Plus was. I know people have said to me before that you can get some free games on it, but I thought it was like one a month. I signed up to PS Plus, so $11.99 for a three-month subscription, which is really good cost anyway. And I got like seven games. And not even shit games, like really good games. I immediately got Battlefield yeah. 3, um, Uncharted 3, Little uh, Little Big Planet Karting, Demon's Souls. So Uncharted 3 um, and Demon's Souls were on my list of exclusives that I wanted to get anyway. Um, so that's two games I didn't have to pay for immediately. And then I got a whole massive pile of other games as well. So it was really good. I don't know whether it was just a really lucky month or what. but Rich, have you started playing Demon's Souls yet? I haven't, no. I have heard... Great, I cannot wait to hear your update on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, bear in mind, I have completed Ninja Gaiden on the original Xbox. So I, I, if I can get through that, I'm pretty confident I can muddle See, my way through. I'm also... I've, I've done Ninja Gaiden, Black Belt, no problem. This will test you. <laughs> if it's if it's hard because it's hard, I'm not too bad with that. If it's hard because it's got game-breaking bugs, I think I will probably break something. No, no, this is just hard. Okay. You, well, we'll, this we'll game see. will punish you and reward you for your ability. Well, so far, I have played God of War 3, and I've got to be near the end now, but it, that is an amazing game. That is a proper, proper good game. I'm sorry, I don't know if many people have got involved with the God of War games, but I've played uh, Chains of Olympus on the PSP, and that was a really good game anyway. I've, I've watched a mate play God of War 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 2. So I wanted to get God of War 3. I thought I'll give it a go. But it's really, really dragged me in. I know it's pretty mindless and the storyline is, well, basically pathetic. And Kratos is a cunt. 
I mean, it's just, just, just no other way of putting it. He is just the nastiest person I've ever met. So it's just a good game. It's just a massive hack and slash fest. I really enjoy it. And then um, Uncharted 1, which has got a few bugs in it. That's actually, that's one thing that I've experienced. I don't think in probably about a week and a half of playing games, I don't think I've experienced as many bugs on a console with fully released games than I have since I got the PS3, which is weird. So probably on Uncharted, I've hit three snags so far where the game has literally glitched and I can't go forward because it's completely glitched. One Did of you them, download all the updates? It, well, it downloads them for you. It, when I went to launch it, it said there's an update available and then downloaded it and then started mm. playing. But And oh. God of War did it as well. God of War's done it in two different places. And Shit. one of them, I went into like a little arena in uh, in this place in God of War and there's a load of little zombies in there. And uh, I kill all the zombies, but the door's locked and I can't get out. And I'm jumping around and I'm trying to work it out and thinking, this game isn't complex. This is not the kind of game that likes to make you think. You smash stuff until it gets out of your way. So I was I couldn't work it out. Reloaded the game. Exactly the same. Couldn't do it. So I had to load a previous save game and go through like a 20-minute section of the game that I'd done before. Got back into the arena, only this time there was a boss in it. And the boss just, the boss just hadn't spawned before. So huh. I, killed, I killed the boss and the door opened. So <laughs> really weird. And that the same thing's happened a couple of times in Uncharted on. as well. So I don't know. I don't know whether that's just a weird PlayStation theme. Both of them are older games, though. Both of them are f- from kind of the earlier generation of PlayStation 3 titles. So maybe they've got a little bit better at QA since then. But yeah, I don't know. But I'm really enjoying it. There's a couple of foibles with the PS3 that I'm not that keen on, but there's just so many things that are just so much better than the Xbox, in my opinion. What were you, Lewis? What have you been playing this week? Uh, I played a lot of um, Black Ops 2 uh, last weekend. Um, a lot of Daisy with uh, you and just on my own. Um, what else? I started fall, um, Fallout Tactics just to try and get I know I said that I couldn't. I tried it once before and I couldn't play it, but I thought I'd go back to it. Um, How are you finding it now? Uh, I'm actually really enjoying it. I I stupidly bought it on eBay for two thirty nine, and then two days late, uh, Fallout One, Two, and Tactics. And yeah, then, it was, and then it was on a pack was on, on Steam, wasn't it? Yeah, and then bought the pack on Steam. Um, Predominantly because I couldn't be asked to fuck about patching it and getting it yeah. to work properly on Windows 7. It was just less time consuming and easier for me to just download it on Steam. So, yeah. Um, I started playing, uh, obviously, I played a bit of uh, Chivalry that we mentioned earlier with uh, Zero. Um, played a couple of rounds with that. Yep, that's, that's pretty good. Decapitated uh, a few times. Yep. Um,. And what was the other one that I played that I was quite impressed with? Oh, Tropico th- uh, 4. Oh, I love Tropico. Uh, I've not yeah. tried that yet. How's that stick- stand up to the other ones? Like, um, I mean, I like when I see other ones, I mean, like, you know, Civ and the rest. Um, I didn't particularly like Civilization. I bought Civ 5, and I just thought it was a bit dull and a bit slow. And I couldn't, I, I don't really like that, those sorts of turn based games. I would rather right. play sort of SimCity. If I'm gonna play a top-down sort of that sort of game, so yeah. um, and I I love Tropico. I love the humor. I love the 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 way that it looks. I just yeah, it's um, it's definitely worth playing if you like top-down sort of, those sort of top-down games. City-building uh, sim game type things. Is it not turn-based yeah. at all, then? Because I've not played any of them. Uh, not as far as I've experienced. I'm still working my way through the tutorial at the moment, um, so right. I, haven't, I haven't played a massive amount of it. But uh, yeah, it, it's um, it, it doesn't appear to be that turn-based. No. So, 
Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Um, Shit, we've been playing a lot of crap this week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a has it been a big week for gaming. Well, two weeks, isn't it really? Yeah, we keep yeah. forgetting that there's two weeks between podcasts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it really counts. Um, I've started playing uh, fancy football. <laughs> that doesn't count. Kurt, Kurt, that doesn't Kurt, count. Courtesy of Ross. <laughs> yeah. No one else cares. Um, just me and you. So we'll just skip over that completely. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no, you could talk about it because there might be people that are interested. Nah, don't. No, nah, don't. Bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody really likes football. You all just pretend. As you may have heard last week, we had a new addition to the team. That is Tala from Anime Esports. He is going to be introducing the news. Welcome, Tala. Hello. That's a very nice pronunciation of my name. Is it correct? Hello. Sorry, how do, you, how do you pronounce it? Is it correct? Uh, it's very close. I mean, everyone pronounces it differently. Like, uh, it's actually Talha. Talha. All right. I've heard I'm various versions. Yeah, okay, Bob, Bob is fine. It is, oh. it, is a, it is a tongue twister. I've heard various vers- versions such as Talaha, uh, which. and then evolving into Tarquin somehow, which is oh, a great one. Tarquin? Yeah. Tallahassee Bob, that's what you are now. <laughs> Tallahassee Bob, you have been. Right then, Tallahassee Bob, give us the news. Give us the esports news. Alright, we, we had some issues last week. We had some issues. Well, I had yeah. some issues. Um, some issues. For, Not well, issues, you just didn't have a clue. No, uh, yeah. I mean, for well, I mean, how long was the segment? <laughs> Ten minutes. How That's a fairly segment? significant I- issue. Like yeah, yeah, about two and a half minutes. Two and a half yeah. minutes. I had no idea what you're on about. <laughs> wow. Just no, just no idea. Um, wow. So yeah, we we thought we'd talk talk to you this week, and we can actually ask you questions as it's going. Okay. Well, I've got my notebook out now, so uh, I can jot some things down just in case you guys get me. But we'll start off with a very big announcement that happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, which was Riot Games. The creators of League of Legends announced their prize pool for the World Championship Finals. The prize pool will be eight million dollars. What? What? And that is right. that is that is just for the championship finals. What? Is this, right. is this okay? okay. Split across like one, two, and three. Uh, yeah, man. There are there are five members of a team, and one million dollars will go to first place. Crap in a basket. <laughs> we are definitely in the wrong <laughs> gaming circles. Yes. No, now you see, Lewis. The problem here is not only do you have to play the right games and be with the right people, but you have to be good. That's, yeah. We're lacking that. <laughs> I think probably in a big way. Yeah. There's no money in well, the thing was, the thing was that it was. Oh, I'm getting tweets. Uh, the thing was, it was. Uh, a massive thing because they are hosting the finals at the Staples Stadium in LA which is the stadium used for basketball and all the other things so it's kind of a big step up for the whole esports scene and also along with that the US government have started issuing uh, pro players uh, athlete visas (laughs) yeah Yeah, they're they're being very serious all of a sudden isn't it it's, um, they've issued P1 visas, so they don't have to go through immigration or something without hassle. Yeah. So would would you say that League of Legends is the biggest thing in esports right now, or do you think after this it will be it will be the biggest thing? Right now, it is the biggest thing. Uh, I have a little little quote here that says, um, "US Today publishing an article talking about the newly announced league, coined as the free-to-play fantasy combat strategy game with 32 million mo- monthly monthly active players." So, monthly active players, 32 million. It is, it, it's, 
the only reason why it's one of the biggest things is because Riot Games did something four years ago that was great and they got this massive following of their game and people just like you know invested so much money into it and now they have all this money i mean eight million pounds just for a price pool yeah. let alone having to pay for a staple stadium just for playing a video game they have all this money and they're basically manipulating the whole scene around them and they're evolving it themselves they smart are, way of doing it like yeah. everyone else yeah making the scene what they want it to be right yeah Everyone Red, else. Ready Player 2, League of Legends team, we need one, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to make for a very interesting live stream. Mm. So, I mean, because I, I don't know, Ross, you're probably more likely to know than I am, but does the Staple Stadium have, uh, like, well, presumably it has seating. Yeah, it's normally used like, can, are you, Yeah, like, are you going to be able to buy tickets? Can you buy courtside tickets to go and watch Basically, play? Um, the whole setting would have been changed just for this. There would be. Yeah. I, have you seen an esports stage before? Where yeah. it's, it literally it's just a stage. There are two booths for both teams. The two teams are in the separate booths, and they're sitting a bit in front of the massive screen in the middle, where everyone is basically sitting in front of uh, where the seats are, and everyone's just looking at the screen and cheering on and making a ton of noise and pissing off everyone around them. Uh, so that's, that's just like regular sports. <laughs> <That's laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah, it, pretty much it is, and that is what everyone wants it to be. Everyone wants esports to be a regular sports, and with the whole the U.S. government recognizing it as a sport and giving the uh, players athlete visas, I mean, it's a great step. Everyone is so happy and excited. So uh, it's pretty good. I mean, the only obviously big difference is that um, esports are quite clearly not a contact sport. There's no real grey area in there, is there? <laughs> There's no like, you know, oh, it was it was a clean tackle. No, he was out of his seat. Oh. He picked up his keyboard. He went round to the other guy and he's like, <laughs> whacked well, him off the back of the head. Well, okay. Now that you mentioned that, at the last uh, season two finals for League of Legends, um, that was in LA. Uh, not LA. Sorry, that was in Las Vegas. Uh, somewhere and that price pool was five million uh so this is right just floundering the money everywhere uh, saying okay yeah we're rich because we can do that but um there was a there was this whole thing that happened uh which is the first time i've ever seen something happen and it was dealt with so professionally uh there was a korean team playing against a north american team and now because you're sitting in these sound booth booths and everything is live so there's no delay on the stream so the massive screen is live and everything that's happening is happening right now. Um, the Korean team were caught looking at the big screen, turning around and having a look at the big screen. And consequently, uh, they pinged on the map where the enemy team was, uh, where the American team was, and uh, a couple of seconds later. So it was a bit fishy and they got fined a, like a quarter of what they won, but they still had like a lot of money. So. Mm. They, now that you've brought the Koreans, I've got to kind of ask this question. Is League of Legends now bigger than StarCraft 2? Yes. In short, oh, yes. Wow. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's 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 the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of way I like it. The, I started playing StarCraft 2 first as a proper like game where it got me into esports, and I sucked at it. Like I'm not going to lie, I, I could not do anything on it. I could just 6-pull and 6-racks, and that is it. I used to be Master of Cheese. But uh, I moved on to League of Legends, and it just became the fastest-growing game and the biggest game. And in Korea right now, it is the most viewed game. Um, and also in America, 
like Blizzard, the owners of StarCraft 2, they're looking at Riot Games. Uh, because they know that Riot right now with the LCS, if you all know what that is, that is the kind of a tournament kind of thing where every single weekend in every single region you have the LCS and the OGN, OGN for the Asians, whereas the LCS is for the Western teams such as uh, Western sector for such as Europe and America. And it's just every single weekend there are games for the top teams in both region, in all regions uh, to just compete. And they're competing for points and those points help them go through to worlds the finals so that is happening and they're getting a ton of viewers and they're getting a lot of like a uh, big following uh and starcraft 2 right now is kind of falling behind but blizzard are looking at what Riot are doing because they're doing it right they're doing something right and everyone is following behind them the game's uh, free the game is free. <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's, that's got to be a massive plus point hasn't it because every time everybody lo you know when you load up the league of legends launcher you've got the league of legends news there right in front of you and yep. you're more likely to launch it up a couple of times if it's free. I mean, I play StarCraft. There is a free version of StarCraft 2, but it's a bag of crap. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can only play as Terran, um, and <laughs> oh. you can only play online, and like you can only do a bunch of other stuff, and it's really rubbish. I didn't enjoy it. Wow. Okay. Well, well yeah, it's free to play, and that's the reason why I played it more because I found it a bit more easy. Uh, sorry, a lot easier. Uh, but then because it's free to play, there are cosmetics that you can buy in the game, such as skins. And you feel kind of inclined, because if you like the game a lot, you feel inclined, like, okay, I need to spend a bit of money just to show my respect to the game. But the second you buy that one skin, there you Yorks. go. Yorks, <laughs> they've got you! So you I've are. got a question, Toha. Yes. Said and Sam, you've just got back from, what was, what was the land party you got back from just now? It was Epic Land. We'll get on to that in a second. Tell us how G-Infinity went. Oh, okay. Uh, I wanted to go to Gfinity because I was told that they were going to have breakfast on the London Eye uh, at 8 o'clock at some point, but they didn't, unfortunately. It was near the London Eye, so they lied. <laughs> in London. But um, this was Gfinity's first event in London, so it was... From what I heard, if you went there, it was amazing. It was very well laid out, it was very well planned. Uh, the admining was beyond superb. Uh, they had a lot of amazing faces there. However, if you're sitting at home watching the streams, there was a lot of technical issues, and that's all I saw. But then again, you have to be a bit reasonable and be like, okay, it's a first event, there are going to be some issues. You know, cut it some slack. Uh, Animate were at Gfinity. Yeah, uh, there they go. A lot. Uh, we did amazingly well that we didn't get through anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but we went, I think we, we went 0-2 uh, in the group stages, which meant we couldn't advance, so we didn't win a game. But I think it was a great experience for us, so we like know uh, how we should perform against the international teams. Because the only other UK team that was there was Dignitas UK, and... I don't. I, I forgot what they what they uh, finished as, but I'm just gonna, just for respect, I'm gonna say that they at least won one game. They, like, <laughs> so I think from the, they are so, slightly less shit than us. I, I think I, from I just, the standpoint of anime, you went there, you learned a lesson, and you're gonna prepare for next time. Then, pretty much, uh, I think all the players there uh, kind of understood the kind of skill level that is required to play against international teams at, at and at such a high level and especially at lands considering there were some of the top teams from europe and i think two teams or just one team from north america curse coming over yep curse. so 
so I think they they learned a lot from it. Even though they did lose, they did didn't go anywhere. But we did have the harder group, but it was a great experience. And um, I wish that I could go there next time because uh, after being at Epic Land for this past weekend, it was a great experience, and I can't wait. I really can't wait. So tell us about Epic Land. Uh, in the UK, there are various lands that go on. Uh, one of the biggest land is called Insomnia. Uh, and it goes on every year in the summer. The same time as Reading, so you have to decide what kind of social group you are. Are you the cool kids that want to go to Reading? Or are you no, the really cool kids who want to go to Insomnia and play video games? So, of course, awesome. we're the really cool kids. Um, what about the really, really cool kids who do neither and just sit home and play video games on their own? And do podcasts every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in that category. <laughs> is there a category for that? I, I'm sure there will be. Surely okay, good. It'll be, it'll be just uh, a whole thing on their own. Just here, come to my house and podcast yeah. for the weekend. I, I'm going to get a t-shirt. Every every <laughs> ice series, I'm going to get a t-shirt that just says, yeah, uh, meh. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I would be at ice series, but I'm far too cool. Oh, you're far too cool. That's that's a good t-shirt. That is a good t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I would pay for that t-shirt. Um, I would so- be at I play, but I get laid. I don't think I don't think that's a good idea. I'm, li- I'm leaving that in, sir. More than welcome, to <laughs> Send a- and send your hate mail to zero at readyplayer2.co.uk. Uh, so, Insomnia is one of the biggest lands of the UK, uh, and Epic Land sh- kind of bit behind. As I would say, the second biggest land. Uh, when I went there, it was kind of all laid back a bit. You know, chillaxed. Uh, every, there was a bar no, there. No, you're not allowed to say chillaxed. Are we not allowed to say chillaxed? Well, All right. There's it an orange strike one. It was. <laughs> We're keeping this down. Wait, 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 wait. If you say chillax or YOLO or swag, you're out. Yeah. Um, I, I say YOLO and swag all the time. Oh my god. Well, now you know. We're going to have to beat to you now. No, it's just strike. Like, no. Strike two and three. <laughs> yeah. and we're, co- we're coming around to your house with socks and soap, and we're gonna beat you. <laughs> socks uh, and soap. What kind of beatings do you issue? The army style. Yeah. Put the sock in the soap and whip the fuck out of them. Put the sock yeah. in the soap. Oh, sorry. That'd be impressive. <laughs> Put the soap in the sock. <laughs> Bear with me a minute. I fuck that one. Gonna hollow out this soap. <laughs> soap and a rope, mate. You'll never lose it that way. Right. Anyway, carry on. Anyway. So, uh, it was great. I met a couple of amazing people. I met Richard Lewis, as I've already said. Uh, I met some people that I had on my own show that I had, which I'm not going to advertise because I think it's wrong if I advertise. It's my own podcast. Uh, nah, right. <laughs> anim- yeah, <laughs> no, no, podcast out of here. <laughs> right. uh, go, go for it. You can have a quick plug. Uh, no, it's fine. It's, uh, it's called Let's Talk LOL. Basically, I want it to be other than, everything other than LOL. I just want it to focus on the UK esports scene as it's not that big. and I want it to grow immensely because, you know, we're part of Europe, but nothing happens with us. It's as if we're not part of it because we're an island. So I just want to try and increase everyone's awareness around UK esports. And, you know, and stop get using it. YOLO. Yeah, stop. <laughs> get it rolling. Get it rolling. Get it steam rolling and make sure, like, you know, it gets somewhere and... You know, because there's a lot of talent in UK for pro players, but they're just too scared to come out with it. But um, East, uh, Epic Land, I was there casting some games. Uh, I was there as a caster. We had Lowland Lions from Europe. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know exactly where they're from, from Europe, uh, coming over as a boot camp for them to practice for Insomnia. And we had Team Infused from the UK and uh, Lowland Lions picking up the victory there. 
But nonetheless, if you haven't been to a LAN, I would extremely recommend it, especially Insomnia, because I haven't been to Insomnia yet, but from what I saw at Epic LAN, everyone was just getting along with each other, you know, having a couple of beers and stuff. But that's LANs for you. So please go to a LAN if you haven't been to one, because it is one of the best experiences you will ever have if you play games. See, we, they never used to be big organized LAN parties like this when, when I was, I'm going to yeah. say young, but I'm going to go with young, younger. Um, yeah, there was never a massive, massively organized things like this. My brother goes to iSeries, I think, almost every year because he is in a, he's in a Counter-Strike source clan. So he's in Team Carrick and they go there every year and play there. I uh, don't know how well they do. I have asked him. He said, yeah, we did all right. Probably really shit. But um, back when I was, when I used to do lands and stuff, we pretty much, and probably the best one I've ever been to, I've ever been to was they literally found a building. There was a building in like kind of central Liverpool um, that had been recently vacated. I think the company had gone bankrupt or something, but it still had a live internet connection. Um, wow. And somebody that, somebody that we knew uh, basically knew the guy who was like working for the management company that was ho- leaseholding the building while everything was going on. And literally about 27 of us, 28 of us, turned up and spent the entire night in this abandoned building with an internet connection playing LAN games. So that, wow. that's, the, that's the extent of my LAN knowledge. I, I yeah, must I think... say... Sorry, carry on. No, no, I was going to say, the thing from Aerosave, I think when we were growing up, we couldn't... The holding a LAN party involved moving a fucking CRT monitor on a big bulky base unit. Yeah, man. You had to have serious amounts of logistics okay. going on. The rest of the news that I have. Uh, starting with... Dota 2! Finally announced as an official game. It has been released. Yay! Was, wasn't it a game already? It was, but it was in closed beta. Yeah, it was in closed beta for a while, but they were handing out keys willy-nilly to everyone. Yeah, willy or indeed nilly. Everybody... My grandma had a key and she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, by the end of it, I had like 70 odd keys and I was just like, I don't even want to play this game anymore. Is it, so it going to stay free to play? Yes, it is. Otherwise, they have just completely thrown them out of the competition with yeah. leaks. So that is Dota 2. Another free to play game that has been released was Firefall. The MMO FPS third person shooter um, that is designed around well, PvP. Hang on, hang on, hang on. FPS third-person shooter. You can switch from first-person to, th- uh, right. to third-person uh, as well. Okay. So it is really fun to play. Um, it's kind of it's got a bit of Quake, Halo, Gears of War mixed in with it. But um, the team at Red Five Studios they are they want this game to be an esports, and they've already announced a big announcement where uh, there's one game mode called uh, Jet Ball, and that is where you get a ball and you have to kind of shoot your way through to the enemy's base and score a point by throwing it through a hoop. If you throw it through the hoop, you get one point. If you go through the hoop with the ball, you get three points. So, so it's capture the flag meets Quidditch. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Basically, it's Quidditch. It is basically... Quidditch with guns. Excellent. Which I've always thought that Quidditch itself would actually yes. be better if that, if that was a situation. <laughs> so it is Quidditch. They have announced Go for Firefall Tournament, where every single month there will be a price pool of 10,000. Uh, so every single weekend, uh, 200 euros uh, for... Uh, go for Firefall every Sunday and then every month there will be whoever wins in the weekend they will be invited to come to the big monthly tournament where they have the chance of winning like 3,000 uh, euros between five people. Wow. So hang on, is this is this an MMO? Is this like an open world MMO that you can explore and play PvE or is it just PvP? 
No, no, no. It, it is a PvE game. It started off, when they first made it, four years ago, it started off as one PvP map. And now it's become an open world. It is still in the making. It's only a little segment, but it is an open world PvE as well. Uh, if you are, if you want to play PvP, you don't need to farm for gear. When you go into PvP, and I like it, it is purely skill because everyone has the same layout. Everyone has the same loadout, so no one can get an advantage of anyone else. So it's similar to kind of Guild Wars. If you if you decided to choose a PvP character for Guild Wars, yeah, it is. It's purely a. A game of skill. So I'm Talha from Anima Esports, bringing you the finest esports news every fortnight for Ready Player Two. If you want to find out more, you can follow me at Tessmallguy uh, on Twitter. Please follow Anima Esports at Animate underscore Esports on Twitter, and you can visit our website at AnimateEsports.net. Thank you. Thank you. That is Animate-Esports.net. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Dude, dude. Dude, if they if they type it into Google or whatever, I'm sure just Google me. Just Google it; it'll come up. Thank you very much, Tallahassee Bob. That was really good fun. <laughs> no problem, no problem. You guys have fun, and I'll be back whenever. Yeah. Next time, <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks, and after the break, we will be back with the news. And we're back with the news. So been a busy week or been a busy fortnight and zero any news from you yeah i've got one bit of news which is an unfortunate blow for the sort of indie gaming world it's kind of recent over the last couple of nights phil fish indie developer on the title fez 2 has announced he's now canning the project over a, a twitter dispute taking his ball and gone home isn't he? basically yeah he's announced that it's not just one little thing it's a um, I believe Ross has a quote here, but of, of, on a long stream of internet hate and dealing with a lot of shit, he's announced that he's no longer working on Fez 2 and has decided to can the title for good. Yes, do you want, he, do you want a quote? I'm, yeah, please. I had the quotes from his website. Uh, the quote is, uh, Fez 2 is cancelled. I am done. I take the money and I run. This is as much as I can stomach. This isn't the result of any one thing, but the end of a long bloody campaign. You win. Now, I'm of the understanding that that is him done with development full stop. And I'm pretty sure that he is... that That's him. He, he mm. He's cancelled Fez and he's no longer going to be doing developing. That's so. correct. That's as far as me. Even Polytron, the group behind it, has announced that they are deeply sorry and regret the circumstance that this has happened by. But, yes, that's it. For all those who are looking forward to the fantastic title and follow-up from Fez 2, unfortunately... The whiny bitch, it's no more. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I was going to say, because without condoning any kind of like internet bullying or anything like that, because I'm not really sure what happened, isn't this guy kind of an asshat? Right. I, I want to try to stay with this a bit, but okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, right. The, the, he, the he's, thing... de he's dealt with a lot of hate recently, and, you know, people who deal with that online, it can be a complete nightmare. It, it can snowball heavily, but the guy does act like a bit of a douche quite a lot. Unfortunately, his game is fucking good. So it's that sort of love-hate type thing. I dislike him as a person. Really liked his titles a lot. So Lewis, I saw you made a comparison it, on Twitter to him and Cleffy B earlier. Yeah, I I think he could have done a lot to learn uh, learn a lot from Cliffy B and take a page out of his book because the Cliff B gets a lot of shit and he you can say a lot of things about 
Cliff Blazinski. Um, but one of the one things that you can't say is that he's not a clever fuck when it comes to people trying to troll <laughs> or bully or just be a douchebag to him because he is equally <laughs> as much of an asshat to the people who are being asshats to yeah. him. Um, and and Cliff, Cliffy B has already said that he fully backs Phil Fish um, and he thinks he's a great developer. He loves Fez and this, that, and the other. Uh, uh, and yeah, I think he could have he could have learned a lot from just the way he handles from the public. Him. Yeah, yeah, I I think he does need some or did need <laughs> some real big lessons in dealing with PR. Mm. I think that would have been the best way to do it, you know. It's like, as much as people dislike the guy and I'll happily put my hand up, I'm probably one, one amongst them. I still believe in the game that he was working on would have been fantastic and I would have praised him for that. Now, given the simple matter, he could have just went radio silent and avoid all the internet hate instead of fighting back and, you know, falling into that sort of flame trap. He could have just yeah. went, all right, just fuck you. I'm just going to get my head down. I'm going to sign off Twitter. I'm not going to fall for any of this shit. Fuck you, angry gamer. And just, or sorry, it was annoyed gamer, annoyed gamer who was it, it all spiraled from, and just got on and did it. But no, he he, he swallowed the bait, and then it was hook, line, and sinker from there. At, at the moment, it just seems like he's cutting his nose off to spite his face. He That's could make, pretty much it. I he think could it make to me like he's trying to turn the rest of the gaming, like the rest of the gamers, against the people that he thinks have victimised him. Yeah. Uh, by basically saying, right, I am now stopping because of you. And if other people don't like the fact that this has happened, go at this angry gaming person or other people that have been coming at him and, yeah, no and blame it on them. Mm. Yeah, whoever it was. No, I, I I agree. I think it's exactly that. But I, I'll admit, annoyed gamer, he went at him. He didn't hold any punches back. And I kind of like when people do that because he called him a wanker, called him a toss pot, called him everything. But that's you know that is his opinion. That's how he, he saw it, and that's coming from his professional experience. That's what he got out of it. Now for. Phil Fish to respond back with the arrogance to say, compare your life to mine and kill yourself. You know, <laughs> that shows the He's sort just of just asking the, for it there, isn't he? You know, it's, it's sort of back and forward. It should have been kept between them two and off topic. Yeah, or you deal with it like in a humorous way. Has everybody seen that? Uh, there's a great video. I think it was from one of the comic cons where Kevin Smith is up on stage, yeah. and they're asking people questions. And the, he, this guy comes up and, and goes to ask a question. Kevin Smith goes, "Okay, what's your question?" And the, and the guy goes, "When are you going to make a film that <laughs> is not reusing characters? That is not um, ripping off of the films? That is not using horrible cliches and and spews of all this crap that he thinks that Kevin Smith does in all of his films?" And everybody starts going, "Boo!" And Kevin Smith goes, "No, no, no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. It's a valid question." There are obviously a lot of things that I wanted to do in the future, and the scripts that I've started writing, I haven't, uh, I haven't managed to finish them um, because I, I just can't stop doing your mum. <laughs> <laughs> everybody in the audience just lights up, and he looks at the guy and goes, "Yeah, angry guy, let's stand up." And shout at the guy on stage. Oh, I remember that one. That was fucking great. The guy turns around to walk away. He goes, "Oh yeah, angry guys are walking away, walking away. <laughs> Sit back and oh no, you're coming back. Angry guys coming back. What you got for me now?" And eventually, the guy sits down. I thought that was a really good way of dealing mm. with it. Yeah. So. Shame people, <laughs> but don't don't fall in. Or he needed to not have fallen into fall the in. trap. Yeah. Uh, of he's basically just shafted himself. Yeah. I mean, of course, of course, we could all be completely wrong, and this could be some massive publicity stunt that he's going to do, like Zero said, he's going to cut off all radio contact and carry on working it on Fez Two behind the scenes. Mm. Um, yeah. I doubt it because I I don't think he is that kind of person. <laughs> I think. He would see that as 
as an yeah. about face as in a weakness uh, or um but you know i think you're spot on there i think you're absolutely right in thinking that's how you would be i would love now don't get me wrong i would love for the fact for you know for him to take the step back take a breather see everything that's really good and how much people want this and start turning and go actually you know fuck it you know take the good with the bad roll with the punch and go with it i i really hope fez 2 does come out i hope he pulls his finger out his tight fucking arsehole <laughs> and can he comes around with it so yeah, here's hoping here yeah. but uh what about you rich any news from you uh, I've got a little piece of news. I'm going to fire in quite quickly. This is actually more hilarious than it is news, but I'm going to I'm going to go for it anyway because I'm not sure that many people have seen this. Basically, Zynga. <laughs> so everybody knows who Zynga is, right? Yeah. I don't know if anybody's heard about this, but basically they made a bit of a cock up where if you uh, tried to go to the uh, customer support section of a couple of their uh, games mm-hmm. for, for a certain amount of time the customer support section was basically down there was a fault with it so when you tried to go to customer support you got a server error page and the server error page said sorry something's gone wrong please contact uh, th- this email address but they mistyped the email address <laughs> it wasn't an email address that they owned it was an email address for a completely different guy. So basically what a load of people have then done is they've sent all of their customer service help requests to Zynga to this email address that was on this website. And this guy has been getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Now, oh, some he's, he's, sent, he's sent messages to Zynga going, look, this is happening. Can you sort it out for me, please? He's tried ringing them. He's tried emailing them. And he's not getting any response. Nobody's listening to him because the kind of people that you get to when you actually ring Zynga customer service are not the kind of people that can fix something like this. So... In protest, he started emailing people back. <laughs> but he didn't start he didn't start emailing people back with like mean things. He didn't even start emailing people back saying, You've got the wrong email address, here's here's the correct one. No, what he actually did was he started responding to their customer service requests. <laughs> so basically people have sent right, so as an example here, so so um so it's Coasterville is one of the games that Zynga has on Facebook and a load of people had sent um, requests for, for help or something's gone wrong anyway there was, a, there was a bug for a couple of days on this game anyway he sent out a mass email to all these people that had sent him uh, customer service requests basically saying I know that for Canada Day the engineering department wraps the, Can- the Canadian servers in the Canadian flags and then sets a plate of poutine on top <laughs> this sometimes can cause the server to overheat and sometimes even get gravy into the login and logout <laughs> module <laughs> I thought, thought this might be what was going on but I checked with the Canadian server techs and they're telling me that Canada Day passed without incident and the servers all enjoyed their break and are back and running fine. However, I told them that that wasn't the case and explained the problems that you're having with the game and they suggested another fix specifically for Canadian players. Here's what they said. You have a, do you have a hockey jersey? If so, you should lay it across your keyboard and then try to enter the game. If that doesn't work, put the jersey on and give it another shot. And basically, all of his responses, all of his responses to all these people are very similar to that. They're just close enough to being, like, they don't sound sarcastic enough Mm. for complete non-techies to not start thinking about trying these ideas. (laughs) I love this. So he's just, he's been sending out all these emails for quite a long time. And I don't think that you could say that this is malicious. And I don't think that you could say that he's done anything particularly nasty against Zynga. And he did try to go to them first and explain the situation. Mm. But uh, yeah, after after a while of this going on and him sending out a lot of very, very funny emails, Zynga finally plugged the hole and uh, sent him a, sent him an apology. And, uh, and fix the problem. But I think this is great. This is a really good way of dealing with that situation. So, yeah. yeah. Tiny bit of news. But I thought that was really good. 
I've got some uh, Walking Dead Season 2 news, if anyone wants that. Ooh, Ooh, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the San Diego Comic-Con uh, was last week. Um, Telltale, in their panel, they released some... It's not really game information, but it, it says, uh, according to the panel, Clementine will definitely be a part of the upcoming season, and the fate of Kenny will be explored. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, a teaser image was revealed during the panel, showed what appeared to be Clementine sitting in a rain next to a little child. Uh, but that's all they say. This they say, uh, little else is known about season two, and there's no details on whether this means there'll be characters uh, will be playable or if they're just making cameos. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. So uh, yeah, more Clementine's always good though in this series. I think probably at this point, if people have played season one, I think if they if they tried to depart from the whole Clementine storyline, I don't think people would be very happy. I think this is a big emotional connection to that character yeah. now. There was an emotional connection to all the characters, I think, in the in the original game, but I think it was generally accepted that the majority of them are disposable. But if anything happened to Clementine, people would commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know if uh, have you. How many of you guys have played the 400 Days? Yes. I haven't yet. I've got it, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, I've got to say, I'm a little dis- disappointed with them, yep, to be honest. Me too. I, I think uh, I sat down and played a couple of the. It's just broken down into five mini chapters, but there's no real love for any of the characters, and there's no um, real action that you you do uh, in the in like the main game. Mm. So. I think they've got something with the Clementine character and the Clementine story, and I think that they're going to stick with that. So. Yeah, exactly what I felt. I there was no, there's no connections to people because you've grown so close to the people from series one. Yeah, it just felt like you were playing the same game, but with like another skin over top with just some random people. Yeah, I, it, it, I did like the the Russell character, uh, the young black kid. Yeah, he was okay. He was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I think it might be a, this sort of felt to me like it was um, sort of a testing ground to find out which were the, the fav- favourite characters and and which ones they may include in the new story because none of them actually well the two that I've played so far haven't died so See, the thing you got the thing to bear in mind is they have got the ultimate marketing tool built into their own game with these things because every choice that you make gets fed back to their servers yeah. they can very easily release a very small content patch like 400 days and they can get instant feedback on the kind of things that people like, the things that people didn't like. This may very well have just been a pre, a kind of a pre preempt to the second series. They wanted yeah. to tweak characters, so they released 400 Days with characters that are similar to the characters that are going to be in the second series, just to see what people reacted to them. You know, people were quite happy for these characters to die, or they quite easily took decisions that would cause those characters to become, in, you know, go into harm's way. And that wasn't what they yeah. wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. They could tweak the persona of these characters before the second season came out. I got the impression that that was what they that was a large part of the aim for 400 days that's, whether that's true or not yeah. it's one of the things I love so much about the first series with the stats that you got at the end of every mission or every yeah. DLC pack yeah I th- think the problem is by the time I played it everybody had played it so many times that everything was very 50-50 because yeah. I think everybody had gone through the game once and then gone back and done it again <laughs> So and tried and took the other decision so by the time mm. I, I went through it a lot of the decisions were 50-50 strangely some of them weren't I took one decision where I was in like the 17% that took that decision okay. and everybody else took the other decision so, are you a bad, bad man, Rich? Uh, I was in that particular <laughs> instance, but sometimes people just piss me off. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think that's all the news, Lewis. Uh, Is it? Yeah, any other news, Zero? Uh, no, no, we'll I'm do, all good from my side. We do very briefly, if, if nobody's heard this yet. We, um, we've got another piece of news that basically Microsoft has completely reversed its indie self-publishing policy. 
which is not necessarily news now, but we didn't cover it in the last podcast, so I'm going to say it anyway. Um, we've spoken a little bit about Microsoft and all of their crap that they've been doing with the Xbox One that has backfired on them quite badly and caused John Matrick to jump off the burning ship very swiftly. Um, this is basically about their indie, uh, their self-publishing policy where they were saying that it was going to cost an absolute shit ton of money for, for people to get into the developer scene and they were going to have to go through a load of bureaucracy to get their games on the, uh, on the Xbox One marketplace. And they've gone back on this completely and basically said, yeah, you're going to be able to self-publish all your games the same as you can on the PS4. And they've also now said that you don't even have to buy the very expensive development kits for the Xbox One because you will be able to use any Xbox One as a development console. You just have to register with us and you have to pay a small premium and then we will unlock your Xbox console so that you can use it as a development and you can debug and stuff on it. Which is a really good move. Yeah, very, 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 very good move, but a move they should have made at the beginning. Just linking back. Yeah, we keep talking. We keep talking about this at the beginning thing, but fuck it, it's not. Yeah, I'm just no, glad they made it beforehand. They've made it now. They've made it now. Yeah, I think I'm that's probably the most that. important thing. Yeah. The, to be honest, the thing that this screams to me is more zombie games, more <laughs> Avatar games, and more Minecraft ripoffs. Yeah, but the, the thing that you've got to bear in mind is it is our decision not to buy them, yeah. not Microsoft's decision. To make yeah. it so expensive that they can't publish them, yeah. we That's you know true. let let the consumer pay with their feet. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Make the, make the decision of whether we're going to decide to buy into this game or whether we're not. Because you don't want to chase off all these developers that could potentially make a very good game, but don't have the funding to start chucking loads of money at Microsoft to do it. No. Just that, just that's, sorry. just linking your two new stories together, Rich. Is one the factor in both of them is Don Matrick. Can we blame him for the Zynga fuck up? Blame yeah. him for most things that are going. Yeah, on. I, I think, think just can, just principle. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's still conflicts in Syria. I think that that in some way could be his <laughs> his fault as well. Let's just blame Don Matrick for everything. Yes. Yeah. I think I think we can uh, unanimously say that everything is is his fault. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And uh, Don Matrick, if you listen to this podcast, you're an ob. <laughs> If you want to come on, do it. Yeah. We'll happily interview. Yeah, we will happily <laughs> renege on that and say that you're amazing. <laughs> and uh, we'll take yeah, a Microsoft one, one 180 turn and be lovely to you. Yeah, and be lovely to you because you're used to that. Don't worry about it; it'll be fine. Uh, and uh, and similarly, if you need anybody to help out with customer services, Inga, just um, just let us know. Yeah. We're available. Yeah, and with that, we will be back with the top three. Zero won last week's top three, which means he gets to pick this week's topic. Over to you, Zero. Right, so finally the underdog won and <laughs> won legitimately and not got some fucking hand-me-down victory like previous attempts. I'm pretty sure that by episode eight you were under the underdog. I think you might have actually been under the dog that was under the underdog. Yeah, I think I was less than a dog's scrotum by this point. You can also say I, I picked the winner last week and Zero has since gifted me two free games on Steam, so you know. That oh, had really? obviously oh, nothing to oh, do yeah. with it. Yeah, utterly it's unrelated, so... I can see. Yeah, it's all coming together now. <laughs> Ross, you bastard. Sorry. You weren't supposed to tell them that one. Anyway, so the top three this time, I loved the whole Desert Island Discs theory and looking at the TV programs on iPlayer. I started seeing this one program and I thought, hmm, that kind of makes an interesting sort of scenario on a three basis. So... This top three is um, Date, Marry, Avoid. Oh, God. Oh, what? Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so you've it's got all, all the game characters to pick one that you date, one that you choose to marry, and one that you fucking avoid. <laughs> Holy crap in the basket. 
Dave. So starting off before anyone can actually start thinking, Lewis, <laughs> date. Date. Um, let me think. Princess Daisy. Pervert. That's not a bad one. <laughs> she, She's are, are, always in a fucking other castle. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, are these going to be the same as Ross's last week? That if we hit one of your top three, then uh, that's how we win, or are they just the best? The best, the best collective of the three. Okay. Right, are we round okay. robining this, or are you going to do? Yeah, round robin. So it's over to Ross now for us. Oh Christ. Um, date. Are we on date still? Yeah. Okay. Well, date's got to be Lara Croft. <laughs> excitement all around. And who doesn't love triangle moves? <laughs> Yeah, but she, she kicked your ass. See, I, I don't want to pick anybody that would kick my ass, but I think that's the most females in the computer game. <laughs> and Rich. Oh, crap. Um, I'm going to go with... I can't even remember her name. Oh, God, what was her name? Uh, hang on, I'm Googling, I'm Googling. That'd be an awkward date. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. Um, hang on, hang on, what's her name? What's her name? Because you nearly saw her naked. I'm trying to, trying to work out. Characters. From Rich. Characters. Madison Page. Oh, heavy rain. Madison Page with heavy rain. Choice. Yeah, because uh, I saw her in the shower. She looked pretty hot, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and her apartment is quite difficult to escape from, which is always a plus side on a date as well. <laughs> so I'm going to go with her. All right, and for settling down with. So this is Mary. Okay. And that would be Lewis. Um. Oh Christ. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Nina Williams from the Tekken series because that's pretty much the only one of the only female characters that I can think of at the moment. It's like women that will kick your ass. You, you can pick a man if you'd prefer. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh. we, we can out you on the podcast. <laughs> but you just have by the sounds of things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nina Williams. He likes the blondes. Right. Mm. One part assassin. No. No? No. Last second change your mind? Uh, no. Well, no, I don't favour blondes, but... <laughs> yeah, I think Hazel's... Yes. By the sounds of the background noise, I think Hazel's now in the room. So she's like, I don't favour blondes. No, no, no. a slight elevation of Lewis's voice, you can tell what she's grabbing too. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, she's uh, listening to music at the moment. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Safe. Love a bit of brunette. Wait, what? Nothing, darling. <laughs> and Ross? Uh, you. Yeah, I'd love to settle down with Samus from Metroid. Oh, again, this is chock full of women that would kick your ass. Yeah, but I could get into fights all over all over the place. Wind people up, it wouldn't matter. Well, she just turn up and, and fucking Exactly. It's got a to be fair, <laughs> Prince, Prince da Daisy wouldn't kick your ass. No. Isn't she would was just fucking be there. Princess Peach game, her, yeah. her way of defeating enemies is to cry at them. <laughs> yeah. Be she elsewhere. Tickle. She would. She would tickle your mushroom though. <laughs> and the rich. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ezio. Ezio del Dottori. El Dottori. Whatever his oh, name is. Yeah. <laughs> Ezio del Dottori di Frenzy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with him because just because you know he's he's, he's a good-looking fella anyway. Bit of a player, but I can get over that because he seems to have in his old age settled down a little bit. 
Um, he's he's got a manly beard. I think that's, that's and he's good. a fucking dreamboat. He is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. is. He's got this, this great lush Italian accent. He'd, he'd stick by it. He's very you know, and he also he's got um you know if anybody slights you in any way, he's got uh, an army of assassins. <laughs> so I think that probably. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, and to avoid Lewis, um, that sentence shouldn't be juxtapositioned at all, but anyway, <laughs> to avoid Lewis, <laughs> uh, uh, GLaDOS, that was for something that you just pulled out your ass. That was like that. <laughs> 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 Only because I want to win. I haven't won in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm becoming... Ross? Um, I'm going to have to go with Duke Nukem. Because he just seems like a bit of a dick. <laughs> He's a douche. Yeah. I'd avoid him at all costs, <laughs> really. Smells of cigars. <laughs> yeah. But he could bring you many women. He could, but he also rips people's throats, uh, heads off and shits down their throat. I don't want to be involved with that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to associate that. Is kind of true. <laughs> and final. Rich. Alma. Huh? With a, Alma. Um, Without a shadow of a doubt. That bitch is <laughs> anywhere near me. Do you know what I mean? You, you wouldn't call her back, would you? It's not It's not, It's not. not going to happen. Scary bitch. I mean, also she's 12. <laughs> yeah. She's also 12. I mean, that's that's obviously another another point to bring up. Um, But, yeah. She, no. Yeah. She's that's wrong. That's a prerequisite wrong for anything. avoiding, I think. Yeah, no. I think that's also... Under legal age. Under legal age and has a tendency to kill <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah. And controls a cyborg army. <laughs> just you know, things, things that you probably want to avoid a woman for. Yeah. You know? Speed dating just... would be interesting with this lot, wouldn't it? I just... So what did you do last night? Well, I was drinking the souls of the living. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, wow. Um... <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, I played COD, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about the logistics of uh, getting freaky with GLaDOS. How would that work? <laughs> that is not something you should think about. Oh, there'll be an input port and an output port. <laughs> oh my god. I do not have a USB shaped penis. <laughs> wrap your, wrap your oh my god, oh my god. Hang on, Richard, you've enough. just reminded me. I right. sent Ross a link to this earlier. Mm. Ready Player 2 called it again. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pants. this. Yeah, this, this yep. There is a game that has got a penis controller. I've seen. Have you seen this? Custom made 3D. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's got oh, a controller that you slip I... over your schlong. Apparently, one one size fits all. Sorry, Zero. <laughs> yeah, um... it's basically a flat. <laughs> oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> also, penis controller trying this episode. Yeah. So, yeah, we, penis... we called it with the force feedback pants. Yep. Force feedback penis pants. powered Custom... controller. Amazing. Or custom. Like it... The thing is, you're going to have to use that with the Oculus Rift. The yeah, only direct... It's for a game. It's for a game that now supports the Oculus Rift. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the PlayStation Move. Is it a new Legacy? Which... Yeah. And I can't, I can't help but think that basically, no, if you've got okay. the Oculus Rift on, you're blind, <laughs> right? So you're playing a sex game, your schlong <laughs> is out, and it is in a piece of electrical equipment. <laughs> Right, you have no idea if somebody's <laughs> just walked into the room. Yeah, I can only foresee badness here. You've got yeah, an exposed ball bag. around the room. No, ex exactly. And I've got to say, I cannot control an XY axis with my penis. <laughs> I mean, I've got some skill, but seriously. And also, that's only one thumbstick. I mean, or, or you know, knob stick, whatever you want to call it. 
Control, if yours control is, knob. If yours is a length of a thumbstick, you have problems. <laughs> no, con- I'm going to call it control knob. It's like a, it's like a joy, a joy. We're going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to call it my joystick from now on. <laughs> but, I think, I, I think it's going to be called something like the flesh stick because the fucking thing looks like a flesh stick. Well, so it's, it's going to be your flesh stick controller. <laughs> It looks looks like the PS Move apparently. Sorry, it do, it doesn't use the PS Move. It looks like a PS Move. Mine. Can you imagine going into Computer Exchange and trying to trade one of these things in? <laughs> I put it through the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually. How do you use it? Well, you put it on your like, knob. No, I mean, ha, ha, like, how do you clean it? Rather, not use it. Uh, you, just clean the same as you fairly... clean the How do you clean a flesh? No, this <laughs> is not something. <laughs> This is not something. You take, out, you take out the gel insert, run under tap, put the soap through it, put it back in, you're done. You see what happens when we let Sarah control the segment. <laughs> hey, oh, you guys more. went off subject. <laughs> I'm just following. Right, anyway, who won? As for the winner. <laughs> as for oh. the winner, it has to go to Rich. Yes! Correct! Oh, see, baby! As much oh, as Gladys was probably the top choice, games, Madison Page, short-haired Holly, it's auditory, stunningly a <sighs> gift that. Oh, he played for his armor, strengths, didn't he, with it? Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, he, he, he went for the sort of the right spot there for that <laughs> one. So I'd have to award this week's top three goes to Rich. Yeah, I went with the right spot because I went with a man. <laughs> can we can we see how this goes? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's obviously that. The announcement of this podcast, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Never That's let it. the missus do this one. Money. I'm taking the money and I'm running. I've got so I'm many choices to name this running. episode. Zero comes out. Yeah, Zero. I've yep. come out with the controller and my flesh stick. <laughs> oh, I'm really not looking forward to Eurogamer now, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to be wearing it to Eurogamer. I think you're. Yeah, how will we know? <laughs> After that particularly disturbing top three, we will be back with our first segment. Finish him. And we are back with our next segment. This week, we're going to talk about indie games. Uh, we, for the most part, are all big fans of indie games. We've, we've spoken about uh, quite a few previously, um, Among the Sleep being one of the most, one of the most noticeable. Um, Rich, in his infinite awesomeness, has done a shitload of research and put up two posts. No other way to put it, is it? No, no other way to put it. Uh, Kind of in a sort of half response to one one bit of feedback that we've had that we don't link to any of the games that we talk about uh, for you to be able to find. So, um, yeah, the, the first game in... The in Indie Palooza that you can find out on uh, you can find on our website or we'll link to later on is The Witness. Um, looks looks great. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is like a so for this one this is this is made by Jonathan Blow the guy behind the braid. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that immediately sets alarm bells off for me. So that that immediately says okay this might be something worth looking at. So it's a fully 3D immersive island that you've been kind of set down on. I don't know if there's going to be any other people on this island. It seems to me like it's just going to be kind of a a euphoric exploration type thing with puzzles on it. It's it reminds me of Mist. Yeah. 
if you've seen the video, if you watch, I mean, if you go to the, if you go to our website and look through the articles, even while we're talking about this, there's uh, there's videos of each game that we're going to talk about on there. And this one, I mean, this is on the, it's going to be coming out on the PC, PS4, and iOS, but it looks very much like a kind of um, really lush landscape, mist kind of. I'm lost. I'm not really sure what's going on. Game. It looks really nice. Even the yeah. sort of color and look to it reminds me of a bit like Braid. It's got that sort, yeah, of, yeah. sort of that color that color sense to that. It. it still feels like you're in that verse. Yeah, it's. it's, it's uh, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah, th- even the video that plays through plays exactly like sort of the mist style, the riven, the mist, and all those yeah. sort of FPS puzzle adventures. So I, it could be quite a nice one. And by the look of the screenshots that I've seen, the island itself is really big, um, and I think you do you do literally just wander around and traverse the entire thing. So. There's going to be a lot to explore. I think there's going to be a lot to do in this game. And if they open it up to multiplayer, which I think is something that has potentially been hinted at um, in a kind of puzzle-solving multiplayer experience, I think that'd be really good fun. Yeah, I'm just watching the video now, and it it, it looks it looks beautiful, and it, it it looks like it'll be a really good fun. So. Yeah, if you head if you head to the website, if you head to ReadyPlayer2.co.uk, um, and there'll be two posts: Indie Palooza Part One and Indie Palooza Part Two, and it's got all the games that we're going to be going through now. And there's links to a, everything that you're going to need about these games. It's got the website, the uh, Kickstarter page, the Steam Greenlight page, and, and stuff like that, as well as videos. So if you want to follow us while we're doing this, then have a look through those articles. Mm. And the next one is Raise the Dead, another zombie game. Uh, to be honest. I like zombie games. I like zombies, and there can never be too many zombies. So, yeah, it, it, I, another. Sorry, ju- ju- jumping in just before Rich starts on this, I read this article and I was so close to saying that Rich was wrong on it because he mentions a game that I absolutely love called um, Stubbs the Zombie Rebel Without a Pulse. I love that game. That was a brilliant. And game. I thought nobody else really played that. And I think I thought you were just going to be quoting it for shits and <laughs> giggles, but no, you're fucking quite accurate. It reminds me of that. In a sort of weird way, but go on about it. It looks beautiful. Start with yeah. So this is this is a kind of uh, uh, it's a two D f- and three D mixed art style, which is quite nice. Uh, they've kind <clears> of got three D environments and then two D characters on on top of the three D environment. But um, it's uh, it's a game in which you basically play as a zombie, and you have to try and work out why you died, and you, you go around basically creating other zombies and creating a zombie army, and then you direct them. So you've got this like weird headlight thing on top of your head, and you use that to direct these other zombies to to do stuff for you. So it's kind of part puzzle, part event part action game but you you are creating a zombie apocalypse in order to discover why you have been killed and turned into a zombie and i think the comedy element of it as well as the kind of cutesy art style and and the fact that it's very clearly an indie game and and everything else that goes with it i think it looks really good it looks it looks like it's going to be really good fun to play on top of the fact that it's got a really nice art style and and it's got i think it's hit the humor point on it as well it's a shame it didn't do uh, better in its uh, kickstarter though yeah, I think it probably just didn't get itself out there. I've I've seen that happen a few times to be honest. Um it's still it's still on green light, so it's it's still hopefully going ahead, but it just it it was quite a way off. I think they were after 75k for the Kickstarter and they only hit 26. Mm. So hopefully it is still going ahead. I don't know whether the game is going to turn out to be episodic or maybe they'll just have to cut it right back because it didn't quite get funded. I mean, I think with Kickstarter if you don't get funded, you don't get anything, do you? No. You get your money. All of, the money. all of the money gets refunded, yeah. so they'll probably have to look for different revenue streams. I hope it doesn't die, because it looks like a really interesting game. Mm. But, yeah. Awesome. Uh, 
just looking at Influx now. Um, I didn't particularly like Super Monkey Ball, but looking at this, it looks just stunning. It looks amazing. I think Super Monkey Ball might have been a bit of a crude analysis, but I was trying to think mm. of other games where you basically are in a ball and you kind of complete puzzles and stuff. I think yeah. Super Monkey Ball and Marble Madness were the only ones I could think of while I was writing the article. <laughs> yeah, they're both very I fun. I think you're closer with the Monkey yeah. Ball look. Yeah, I don't think I have seen a game where effectively you roll a, a ball around to complete puzzles look so freaking stunning in my entire life. This is using oh, the Unreal yeah. Engine, and I just think it would... I mean, this would put probably the graphics of some AAA titles to shame a little bit. Yeah, it, it just looks... It's absolutely beautiful. Really yeah. nice looking game. So this, um, is, this is a game where basically you just you, you roll a, a ball around what looks like a really lush island landscape, and every now and again you come across these kind of puzzle boxes, and you enter into them, and you have to do you have to complete whatever puzzle by rolling around and, and kind of playing physics-based puzzles inside them, and it unlocks other areas of the island that you're on and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to be. A bit like the Cube, yeah. the TV series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, I think it. I think it is a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's influx. That looks really good. Sounds, that's coming out yeah. on PC, PC, Mac, and iOS, yeah. and they're planning on keeping the price below ten dollars. Apparently, so that's that, I reckon that's going to be pretty damn good. Sorry. It was supposed to come out. Apparently, it was slated to come out on Tuesday, twenty third of July. So it should be out already. But I can't see any information about it actually being out. I mean, Ross has looked on iOS. I've looked on Steam, and I can't see it on there. Yeah. So mm. whether they've just released it on their own website or not, I'm not really sure. But I, I hopefully, if it's not out already, soon. It, oh, influx, influx released. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. On Humble Store. Ah. Apparently. Okay. So if you if you head over to the Humble Store, hopefully you'll be able to get it now. Groovy. Uh, while Ross is doing that, I'll just uh, mention the next one, Contrast. Now, this is one that I saw a couple of weeks ago, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be just such a brilliant game. It looks, again, it looks absolutely stunning, and I think that the just the, the mechanics of it, it's going it, to... I really hope that it does well. Yeah, yeah I, hope, I hope it did as well. It looks beautiful, and it's looking at the trailer. I'm so glad you brought it to my attention because this is instantly onto the purchase line. Yeah, well, yeah. this was the idea of this whole segment. What what I wanted to do is, I think we surprised quite a few people when we talked about Among the Sleep, and I think there were a lot of people that went, "Well, wow, I've never heard about this, and this looks really exciting. It's not out yet, but it's now on my radar." So what I wanted to do was trying to try and kind of put a lot of these games on people's radars. So you're not you're probably not going to be interested in all of them, but hopefully one or two of them will kind of go, "Wow, I need to keep an eye on this. I need to I need to see when it comes out because I want to be getting hold of it." And that was the idea. So this this one looks excellent. So the idea behind this is this is a platformer, but the person that you're playing in the platform has got the ability to jump between 
the real world and basically the shadow world and it is not as weird as it sounds you literally become your own shadow so wherever there's a light source casting a shadow onto a backdrop within the game and it's a side-scrolling platformer you literally phase into your own shadow and you play a section of the game but you are jumping so now the platforms you're jumping on are other shadows so if a tree in the foreground of the game is casting a shadow with one of its limbs, you, as your shadow self, can jump from the physical limb to the shadow limb to get to the next part of the of the game. It looks really, it looks quite intricate, but it looks really, really good. Yeah, uh, and just looking at the trailer with the um, jumping off uh, from the just the normal uh, platform onto, I think it's um, a carousel. The shadows of a carousel. I mean that that looks just superb. Yeah, absolutely superb. I think yeah, this, is, uh, this is one to watch out for. I think this is this is going to be really quite exciting. Yeah, definitely. I think the carousel scene on the trailer was the what part that made me go right. That's in the purchase line now. That's it. Yeah. Uh, even just the general setting of it. Uh, the um, yeah, the, the kind of art America. style. Yeah. yeah. It, it just um, yeah, it looks look stunning and, and as i've already said just really looking forward to it's it. a platformer yeah. who doesn't like platforms like well it's um, a serious platformer as well which i think is a big mm, thing mm. reminds me of deadlight if anybody's ever played deadlight yeah. i did play deadlight but i didn't particularly like it because <laughs> no deadlight was very straightforward it didn't have a mechanic like this i think this is yeah. this is riding on the mechanic uh, i think i've said before the my main reason for not liking deadlight is because it's not limbo <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it's that Nothing will ever, for me, nothing with that noir style will ever compare to Limbo. So, yeah. unless they release a sequel. But anyway, yeah. well, uh, moving on. This one's going to get out there quite a lot, I think, because it's, they've planned on bringing it out on Steam, Xbox 360, PS3, and PS4. Yeah. And yeah. I would imagine Xbox One as well. So, this is going to be everywhere, I think, when it comes yeah. out. Uh, the next one you've got is Project Temporal- Tem- Temporality. Yeah, Project Temporality. This is a bit of a weird one. I was I was of two minds whether to put this in or not, but it's had a lot of development. And it looks very good, so I think it was a bit. It would have been unfair not to enter it. Um, I think if you watch the trailer now, it it looks like it's, it's nearly ready. But I think in actuality, from what I've read, it is a long way off being ready. The idea is quite interesting. Um, if you've played Portal, you, you obviously you know you've got a button on one side of the world, you've got a button on the other side of the world. You need to put a portal on one place and then drop a box through it, and it pushes a button and stuff like that. This is a similar kind of thing, apart from instead of doing that, what you do is you run forwards and position your guy on the button or wherever it is you're going, and then what you effectively do is rewind time. But rewinding time doesn't actually re- reverse your physical guy. It creates a separate dimension in which that original guy is still stood on the button and creates a second version of you back in time that will allow you to go through a door before it closes and, and push another button. It's really... It, I mean, the scope for this could be quite good. The gra- Graphically, it looks quite impressive as well. It looks like an arcade dead space. Of... Yeah, so to yeah, send it... Yeah, graphically, yeah. To take that action and explain it in a nicer way than what Rich did, if you look <laughs> at the end of any level from Super Meat Boy, you see all your characters spawning and trying to yes. go in across the level. You can basically do that in yeah. one action. Yeah, especially yeah. if you, anyone's ever seen the Nicolas Cage movie Next, I believe it's called, where you can move six. Yeah, seconds. yeah, exactly. It like does that. that. But it's not. Well, it's not just that you get to go back in time and try it again, though. It's not like a Prince of no, Persia. No, no, no. Fuck that up. I'm going to go back. It's it's very much you can create multiple copies of yourself by 
putting one of you somewhere and then going back in time, which creates a second version of yourself, and then you right, see that original version of yourself. Well. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it looks like it could be crazy. And if they, but if they perfect the mechanic and they don't make it too off the ball, bally wall craziness, I think it could be actually quite interesting. So yeah, if you if you're interested in puzzle games and you and you enjoyed Portal, I mean obviously one of the big appeals of Portal was the dark humor and the storyline. So I, whether they try and match that or not, I'm not sure. But certainly in terms of mechanic, I think this is probably going to be very similar. Yeah. No, I I like the look of that. And the next one now, I can already I I've seen a trailer for this and I can already <laughs> tell you that I won't be rushing out and buying. Yep, same it. Um. It is Asylum. Now, I watched a trailer for this a couple of months ago, I believe, when it it first cropped up in um, in like the on the indie scene. Um, and yeah, it, even the trailer made me shit. Uh, made me shit <laughs> my pants. I just yeah. I, I, See, I've I've got a thing against this game actually. Um, it looks beautiful, plays beautiful, but they're playing paying homage to H.P. Lovecraft in a setting that's more that off Clive Barker. Yeah, so if- I think I think they're probably trying to I think they're trying to tap the the story, like the craziness of H.P. Lovecraft. Because I think one thing that was beautiful about H.P. Lovecraft was because he was so crazy he was so off the wall. He didn't use um he didn't tend to use things that people saw every day in order to scare people. He used yeah, exactly. completely new things that were like so alien to us um that they, they were really, really scary. And I think that's what they kind of want to do in this. So it's a normal setting, but I think the stuff that's going to happen in it is going to be way more kind of Lovecraftian and, and off the wall and a bit crazy. I hope that's what they're doing, but it's, it says on their own website that they're trying to channel HP Lovecraft in this thing. So it's, It seems, due to the, the asylum setting, great, you know, you've got the Arkham in Massachusetts from the, the HP Lovecraft setting, not the Arkham from the Batman setting. Now... That's great, but playing off the insanity sections of it, that can be a bit Lovecraftian, but plays more to the settings of that of Clive Barker, who used the sort of psychosis and that more element in horror. Lovecraftian did sort of the deep, dark unknown. So if if it does go down to the deep, dark unknown, alone the dark, and hopefully this, I'm going to love it. If it starts moving towards the whole just things are always going to be dark. Yeah, just yeah. creepy. I might not be the one for me. No, yeah, I, I do. I'm, agree I'm going to keep with an it. eye on it. I'm going to keep an yeah. eye on it at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Well, I mean, it's, things, it's quite early development at the moment, and I think there's a lot that can be done. I think that probably this kind of feedback is the kind of thing they're going to be listening to. I think a game. I think you, you've got to be careful treading on this kind of ground because a, a horror yeah. game set in an asylum. I mean, you, you're screaming, cle- you're being smacked in the face <laughs> with the cliche already, aren't yeah. you? Really? Yeah, yeah, of course. You've got to, you've got to be careful what you do because almost everything else that you do after that could, could fall into the same cliche. So I think if, if they, re- I mean, if they really wanted to do something very different, they could go down this kind of. It looks like an asylum. It's creepy because it's an asylum, but there's just, there's some stuff going on here that is way beyond just being in a creepy asylum. I think that would make the game enjoyable and playable. For no, me. no, it's, I've looked at the website. It's all going to be run in an asylum. It's all done with asylums called the Hanwell Asylum. It's all based on the Doctor Hanwell asylums. It's it's there. That's it. You're in this building. It's done. Yeah, but I mean, but, like the stuff that happens in there, like you walk into a room, oh, and yeah. you're standing in a giant mouth or something like that. I'm talking about that kind of thing. Ah, that would be interesting. But I think for this one, it's on my radar, and any updates I have on this, I'm going to definitely be sharing around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next one is a hat in time. Now, I. I 
think this looks absolutely adorable and yeah, i'm same. gonna buy it just because it is so adorable nah, uh, I'm it, this one. you're not nah it's not interesting for me I, i'm amazed that nintendo standard. haven't already bought it looks like super mario yeah. um it looks like yeah. almost every 3D Mario platform that's come out, <laughs> I think. And with, like, Banjo-Kazooie mixed into it. I know that... I, I, this, this is for me in so much as I love Banjo-Kazooie. I really, really did enjoy that game. And I, I liked uh, Mario 3D and all the rest of them. And I did play and enjoy Mario Sunshine, even though it wasn't the strongest game. So it is going to be a good game. But I know there's going to be some people out there that, that listen to us that aren't necessarily into horror. They're not necessarily into puzzle games. And they're not necessarily into games with weird mechanics. So I think a straight-up kind of jump and collect old school uh, Mario style game would might maybe be for them so I put it in there for that reason but it does look quite complete and it looks very good as well so I think the reason I dislike it is for the reason people will like it I never liked Mario 64 I never liked Banjo-Kazooie I never liked these 3D platforms and this looks exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much but this looks like one of those and because of that I'm not interested in it and I think because of that, it will appear to the wide market. It looks to me in the exact same way as any Mario 3D and any 3D platformer on today's AAA market. Unfortunately, yeah. I th I think that might be its down. That might end up being its downfall. People will look at it and go, uh, "If I'm going to play Mario, or if I want to play Mario, I'll just play Mario," uh, as opposed to playing something that looks like an adorable platformer. Do you, do you know what? I've how had, many, I've had how many of these I've games are on PC? That's the thing. You know, if oh. I was forced, uh, forced to play either Mario or this one, I think I'd play this one. Yeah. yeah. I've got to say, I don't know whether this is a change, change it, but the main bad guy in this is called Mustachio Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that sways you at all. If you look at the picture that's on the article page, you can see her just to the bottom right-hand side. She's actually called Mustache Girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, the, she's the main bad guy in this game. So she's Italian? <laughs> <laughs> I always presume so. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's a hat in time. What's next? Uh, the next one is Maya, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, um, it's Maya. This, this one uh, looks honest, so this... dull for me. <laughs> yeah, this one, I, yeah. <laughs> this isn't one that we'll, I'll be rushing out to buy just because it looks a bit dull. Like I said, um, the last one, it's different games for different people, isn't it? So. Yeah. yeah. Right. Horses for this courses, is... but... Sorry, go on, Rich. Yeah, so this is on a space... I think this is probably a bit, a bit difficult. This is on a space, set on a space station. You've got colonists. You've got to try and keep your colonists alive. But I think the best way to describe it is Dungeon Keeper. If you've ever played Dungeon Keeper, it's a, it looks to me like a very similar game to that. The only problem that I think they're going to have with this one at the moment is it looks too slow. It does look too slow. I like the idea of the game, and I like the idea that it's kind of a mix between something of like Theme Hospital and Dungeon Keeper kind of merged into one in space. And you've got like these colonists, and you've got to try and build a colony, and you've got to try and keep them alive, and all the rest of it. But I think they've given it a dark and moody setting. And I think what one of the things that made Dungeon Keeper and, and both and Theme Hospital great was that they were both quite comedic. Yeah. They weren't deadly mm, serious. Quite colourful. And well. that, yeah, and it lightened them up and, and kind of brought it up a little bit. This looks quite dark and moody and it also looks quite slow. I put it in there because it, it looks interesting and I've not seen anybody else doing this. So it, it could be something that shapes up quite well. But uh, at the moment, I will say that it's not necessarily for me unless they, unless they can speed up the gameplay a little bit and make it maybe a little bit more humorous. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. That sounds, that sounds like a fair uh, assessment. Um, our second zombie game 
on the list is Dead State. Um, yes, that's what we mixed zombie up with Dead survival. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dead State. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, it, having not long played one of the early Fallout games, um, I think I could probably get on board with this one. Um, I'll wait until I, I'm not going to go and back it, but I think if it went in, if slash when it it's released, I think it's one that I'll I'll certainly look at picking up. Um, probably in a Steam sale at some point. Yeah, I think I think there's a few of these. Some of these I'd want to pick up pretty pretty quickly. Um, mm. Some of the, some of the earlier ones that we mentioned are ones that I'm going to want to pick up quite quick after they've come out. I think like. Um, like contrast and probably oh, yeah. in, probably influx as well. And if Raise the Dead ever makes it all the way, I think I'll probably go for that too. But there are a couple on here that maybe wait for a Steam sale. This is a so this is a top-down survival horror in the vein in a similar vein to kind of Daisy. Apart from obviously it's a top-down kind of sim style view. It's it's an int- I've not again this is another one I've not seen. It the combat and everything plays very much like the original two or three Fallout games. So it's got a it, it's free run around until you hit combat and then it turns into a, a turn based system, but mm. it's quite cool. I mean they've got some things quite right. Like each weapon, each different weapon has got um, noise levels attached to it. Okay. So if you if you attack a zombie with a particular weapon, if you know if it's a knife or a machete, it's going to be quite quiet. If it's a crowbar, it's going to be slightly louder. And if it's a shotgun, you've got going to have every zombie from a mile radius coming at you. So I I like that. I like the idea of that. And you've got the choice of what you want to use. But there's also there's a big hunter gatherer element for this. So you get yourself a house that, you, that is reasonably secure, and you go off into the neighbourhood and try and kind of gather up supplies and bring them back to the house so you mm. kind of have excursions and things like that it looks quite nice again i think this might be a little bit too slow for my taste that's the only problem yeah, even though slow. i did really yeah. like i did like the turn-based combat in the original fallout game so there's a possibility that it i'll like it but it in general from what i can see so far it does look quite slow but then it, that might play to its strengths i don't mm. know yeah, it definitely so, seems to sort of go along the lines of the XCOM. Now, XCOM was good because it was only like you were in there for a quick mission, but doing that, jumping into turn base constantly on a long-term game like that might drive me insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, like I say, the original Fallout games, the turn-based combat didn't bother me that much. I must admit, I, I did prefer it in uh, in Tactics Brotherhood of Steel when they switched to a CTB model. Where it was, it was still effectively turn-based, but it was counter-turn-based. So your hit, your action points regenerated over time rather than you actually clicking in turn. Yeah. So I I think if they'd have gone that way, it might have worked out better. But from what I can tell, it's actually a full-on end turn thing. I could be wrong, but okay. Uh, the next one on the list is Project Zomboid, uh, another uh, top-down zombie survival game. <laughs> yeah, I put these two right next to each other because they're so they look so similar. Um the big difference with this one which wouldn't make it quite exciting which the only unfortunate thing is I prefer the graphics on Dead State because Project Zomboid is kind of an 8-bit style old world top-down MMO whereas mm. whereas uh Dead State is is 3D and, and looks a bit shinier but the bigger difference yeah. with this one is you can full on build stuff in Project Zomboid so you can okay. you can you can actually build shelters and houses and and like protection and stuff like that so you can mm. actually go out into the wilderness and find yourself an area that zombies are not likely to get to or not go to very easily and build yourself up a, a place for survivors to all gather together this one oh, doesn't right, have okay. turn-based. This one doesn't have turn-based combat in it either. This is live combat, so. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a very similar thing. It's, also it's, it's a zombie now, survival. Isn't it, this one? 
it's, it's yeah it's available now in a kind of uh they're not calling it a beta but it's a kind of constant development i think it's more like a minecraft type thing where the game isn't yeah. classed as being in beta but they're constantly developing it and things are changing all the time Players are game but another big yeah another big thing with this as well is there's a big uh like you can mod it there's there's uh mod tools for it so people can come up with their own maps and their own scenarios and stuff like that so i think this is this is a, strikes me more as zombie survival meets minecraft <laughs> from a top from a top down thing because it's got a very kind of it's got a modding scene you can build your own buildings and, and stuff like that it looks like it's going to be pretty good but again i think this may be another one to watch out for in a steam sale mm. yeah and uh, now this one is another game that I'm surprised they haven't rebooted yet. Um, in fact, I'm very surprised they haven't rebooted yet. And uh, it's Road Redemption, which is effectively going to be <laughs> a a full remake of um, Road Rash. Road Rash. About yep. fucking time. <sighs> A more violent and high-speed version of Road Rash, from what I can it tell as well. Looks ludicrous. Yeah. It looks yeah, nuts. There's... It looks crazy. You've got samurai swords. You've got guns. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you and you've got you the guns as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, it's chains uh, and just... pipes, didn't you, before? Yeah. Yep. And you were a, an old-school biker gang as opposed to being uh, yeah. riding on superbikes. <sighs> but, yeah. I, I love the style that they've done gun marks. I love the style they've done this in as well. Have you seen the like over the shoulder view that you get when you're going to try and shoot somebody with a shotgun? Yeah, yeah I love the look of that. Just, it looks aiming brilliant. For it seems great. Yeah, and another thing that they're doing with this one as well, this is going to be a Wii U title, which is the first one, I think, on this whole list <laughs> that is also going to be coming out on the Wii U. Um, but it looks like they're really quite pushing this. It's, I thought, to start with, this is just going to, it was just a small group of people coming up with a quick game that will come out on the PC, but they're really pushing this, and it, it actually looks really good. The way it plays, the speed of it, and everything else looks really, really good. I'm, I'm quite excited about yeah. this. One. I just love yeah. that final scene going off that huge fucking jump. He's pulled out the Samurai sword pulls up level to level, and it looks like it's going to be a decapitation. Yeah, yeah, it looks that's like. what I was just chuckling at. Yeah, uh, excellent. Really looking forward to that one. But the unfortunate um, thing about it, they've not got a release date for it yet. No, no. I think it's going to be a, a well. It's not due from from rumors. They haven't put it on their official website. From but from rumors and stuff that I've read on other websites, it's August twenty fourteen. Long time away. <laughs> Which is a long, long time away, and I think that that possibly might be too, too long away that's, for a game that's, that's actually that's quite. A year. Yeah, for a game that's actually quite small, and from the videos that I've seen so far, it looks reasonably complete. But obviously, they think that there's a lot more development that needs to go into it before they're ready to bring it out. But I mean, that that could obviously be sped up quite a bit, and that might be why they haven't committed to a date on their website yet. Mm. So yeah, uh, you don't know. Next on the list is. I'm not sure how you how you say this. <laughs> else heart dot break. Yeah. Open oh. Close bracket. Yeah. Else heartbreak. This is a weird one, and I've put this in simply because I think this is this deserves to be on people's radars because of how crazy it is. But mm. it's it's nowhere near complete. It's not even to the point where you can like watch a video of it yet. Um, there's concept art that you can see, and there's uh, there's technical information that you can read about it. The idea behind this game is so nuts that I it's worth watching out for. So the idea is that you are in a world and the entire world is controlled by computers and code. We're not going to call it the Matrix. <laughs> uh, 
let's call it let's call it the matrix <laughs> the Tom let's matrix call it, let's call it that and the idea is that you're a guy who has somehow gotten his hands on the ability to change this code that rules the entire world but he has no idea what's going on and he doesn't know how to control it himself which is good because you don't either and you literally you you, you can actually delve into the code for the for the game itself to my knowledge and make programmatic changes to how the game world is so literally if you you try to go through a door and you can't go through the door that is locked you look through the world code to find the code for this for that door and change the code so it is unlocked so think of it like watchdogs almost mm. but more complex sounds very now, it's not it's not the kind of thing they've they've been very strong on the point that you do not have to know anything about programming and it will not just give you a massive wall of code <laughs> It is. It, it will be quite targeted, and it will basically show you a specific yeah. line of code where you need to change stuff. But you literally get, as far as I can tell, free type ability, and you can type in whatever you want. So you'll learn the way that the game codes things, and you'll learn the things in the world that you can manipulate. And I think you can literally change... The idea is that you will be able to change almost anything that you want when the game comes out. I think that sounds brilliant. Yeah, it, sounds I, cra- it sounds crazy, but it sounds brilliant. It sounds great, and until you sort of mentioned, you cleared up about the not having to know how to code or not not needing the ability to to be able to program and stuff like that. Uh, I was a little bit put off by it, but actually, if if they could pull that off well, um, I think it's definitely one to look out for. Yeah, I think I think from what I gather, you go into the computer system and you've got like a list of objects and you can click on, I don't know, door 2A or whatever the hell it is. And it brings up a short line of code about door 2A and it will be like uh, door 2A equals open bracket uh, lock status equals one close bracket or something like that. And you literally change the one to a zero and now it's unlocked. So I think that's that's the kind of thing that they're aiming for but there'll be deep tutorials and i would imagine that they will very much handhold you through the experience mm. but it will i like the idea i like the idea that you you basically go in and hack your world in order to change things and, and complete the game i think that's a really good idea yeah no the, it, it, it give it its use it's trying to do something a little bit different which to be honest i'm i can get on board with so yeah. yeah, that's why it's in there. So it's a long way off, I think, but one to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, next one on the list is Ether One. Um, this one, this one is definitely something to watch out for, I think. Yeah. Right. Let me just have another it's look at the, uh, the video. It's a weird little Sorry. Shot no. Without any kind of action. Um, yeah, I think there is. I think there is going to be elements of action in it, but I think they're going to be more of a. Um, more of a kind of running away, running towards, trying to work things out action rather than shooting people in the face action. Yeah. So the, the idea behind this is you're this kind of reclaimer. So you, you, you're, I think they call them restorers. Right, yeah. You basically, you go yeah. into people's minds that have suffered psychosis or dementia or, and stuff like this. And you, you try and basically piece together their, their mind. So you either either through a traumatic experience, you visit the memory inside their mind and you help smooth it out or soothe it or erase it or whatever you've got to do. And from what I gather within the game, you enter somebody who's so disturbed that it starts kind of backlashing and affecting your own mind and everything starts getting mixed up and you don't know where you are or whose memories you're in and, and stuff like that. The graphic style looks really good for starters. Very, very reminiscent of, uh, of Bioshock. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of Bioshock. Yeah, but it... It looks like a mind, like kind of crazy, bit of a bit of a mind fucker. But it looks, 
it looks good and it looks well put together. I think it's going to yeah. depend on what kind of heart pumping action it's got in it. But it, from from a completion point of view, it looks like it's very close to being done as well. Yeah, it says release yeah. date is 2013. So yeah, supposedly it's going to be this year. So hopefully it's going to you know these the thing you've got to bear in mind is these these are indie games. We're not expecting a full fledged Bioshock. We're not expecting 10 plus hours of gameplay out of any of these things. But hopefully they're complete enough to be an enjoyable game and will will let you remember them. So that one, it again, I think if they could play the Inception card. Yeah, and put a really, really good storyline into it because that's the kind of thing it reminds me of. If they could play mm. the Inception card and put a proper psychological twist on it and, and make it about storyline in an immersive world rather than anything else, it could be a really good game. This next one, yeah. on our list, Distance, is one I'm really excited for. I don't like traditional racing games, Need for Speed, Burnout, that sort of stuff. I'm not bothered about cars, shall we just say. But yeah, same, Wipeout same, really. is fantastic. Yeah, and this looks like Wipeout on Crack yes. with a really, really... Like, Wipeout on Crack in Tron. Yeah, it's, like, it's got a mix it of like. um, res to it as well. Yes, yeah. And also, who else loves the idea of having the hood on the back of the it's car? It's fantastic. That, I think it's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's quite an interesting idea. Uh, I have to admit, I, I'm not that bothered about it. Really? The main thing I like at the moment is... Yeah, the main thing I like at the moment is the soundtrack. <laughs> The soundtrack looks um, really good, but the other thing that you've got to think of is, I'm thinking four-player split-screen here. Chaos. That's what I'm thinking with this game. I think it'd be brilliant. Yeah, absolutely chaotic. So if, I mean, for, the... for, those, for those of us who aren't the... looking at it right now, this is a racing game where you are in a car, the, the HUD for the game, like your speed and your position in the race and everything, is literally a digital screen that is on the back of the car. So there's no HUD in the game. It's a really, really fast kind of tracked racing game, like Wipeout, but the car has also got the ability to fly. So there are there are segments of the track where you literally will just ramp right off the track. The the kind of doors of the car open into wings and you kind of fly glide coast your way to the next section of track and it looks brilliant. It looks really well put together. I um I have to admit when it moved to sort of flipping between the tracks and stuff like that I'm more I'm sort of warming to it a little bit more now. I like that idea. Um, I can't think what what the game is that it reminds me of, but um, it it reminds me of something. And it, yeah, it. I think I'll, I'll probably end up picking it up at some point. But uh, yeah, it looks. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, I look, I like the look of it for a racer. I think this is probably the only racing game. But well, I suppose unless you count Road Redemption as a racer. Mm. I don't. That's a combat game that you happen to be on motorbikes for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this this one I'm really interested in. Also, it, it smacks of Tron, and I love the Tron universe, so yeah. that helps me. Our last yeah. one is uh... the last one. Dreamfall chapters: the longest journey. Yeah. Also this the longest am... title in a, in most yeah. of games. Have you seen this with the with the longest journey titles? Did, I've never seen that a game that does this before. But the first game was called the longest journey. The next game was called Dreamfall: The Longest Journey. So rather than putting a, a, a suffix, they put a prefix on it. And then they've done the same thing. They've added another prefix to this one. So it's Dreamfall Chapters, The Longest Journey. So The Longest Journey is always the end of the title, weirdly. I've never seen that before, but yeah. This this one I'm probably out of everything the most excited about. Because this this they've done two what are effectively AAA titles. And now they are making a third with the same guy that, that wrote and directed the original two games. 
but now he's with an independent company that it's being licensed from Funcom, but it's being developed by this by this new independent company. And Ragnar Tornquist, I think that's that's how you pronounce it. He's yep. the guy that wrote and directed the original games, and he is fully involved in this, and he he is really on board and wanting to drive this game. It's been fully funded on Kickstarter, like massively. massively at 1.5 million, it made. Yeah, yeah, they wanted eight hundred and fifty thousand, and it shot right past it and made one point five million. So obviously, there's a few other people that are quite excited about this as well. Mm. So this is for for the guys that don't know. This is a point and click. Well, this was the the previous two games where you got um, the longest journey and Dreamfall, the longest journey. Uh, started the longest journey was uh, in nineteen ninety nine. Um, Funcom, who were at the time were quite small. Uh, brought this out and it was a point and click adventure game but it was a really really well done and highly polished point and click adventure game with a really really engrossing storyline and then they brought a sequel out i think in 2006 and that was even better it was a bit weird with the action sequences and they put combat and stuff in it which i don't think everybody loved but the story and um the point and the action and the adventure and everything was just brilliant and they want to do it again and this time they've crowd they've crowdfunded it and i think this potentially could be the closest to a full-on triple a title out of all the games we've we've discussed yeah that's that's it i think you've you've nailed it in one this is the the cusp of what you would class as an indie game yeah yeah this is this is so close to being a full-on game i mean it is an independent developer which is what makes it an, an indie game and yeah. it's been it's been crowdfunded which is another obvious big marker for an indie game but for the rest of it for all intents and purposes i fully expect this game to come out as as very close to a triple a title i'm expecting yeah. it to be fully fully complete polished and I'm, I'm i'm talking 10 plus hours of gameplay which i wouldn't expect from most of the others but then i would it imagine looks... that the, the sticker price is going to be is going to be quite expensive as well compared to the others so yeah, yeah. i think it under looks... the sticker price i think we should be looking about the same price as almost a triple a title as well yeah i would i would expect 25 pounds around and i think it, i think that's fair because i think you're going to get your money's worth yeah, I mean, it looks certainly with the graphic engine and everything they're using. I mean, the video that's on the website is a, was a very, very early preview. I know they're a lot, a lot further down the road now, mm. but it's um, even from the from the stuff that they've released, it looks visually really impressive. But the biggest thing that's going to drive this is the voice acting and the story, which is what it was was always about in the previous games. So, I think everything else is just the icing on the cake, and hopefully this is going to turn out to be really, really nice. I know there's already a lot of people that are very excited about this, and I am as well. And that sums up the games we're looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, that ties yeah. up the the indie games and the the first section of or the first segment of Indie Palooza. Yeah, that was um, a lot. That was 14 games, so we're sorry we've blown your mind. But if you head to the website, you'll be able to look at each piece on, on each of these games. It's just short bullet points yeah. on on everything about them, and you can decide whether it's something you want to be watching out for or you just don't care about. Well, I have 14 titles. I'd be surprised if they don't find at least one or two that they'll be interested in. Yeah. There's got to be something for everybody yeah, in there. Yeah, very much so. And, you've got action, uh, adventure, and everything, puzzle, the lot. I think that's... I think that's a very good. I want to big thanks to Rich for putting that together. That's a very good list of our wide, wide variety of titles there. So yeah, I'm well chuffed with that. No, oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. Awesome. Enough circle jerking. Let's move on to the next segment, bitches. <laughs> and we will be back with our next segment after the break. We are back. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but there are some massive, massive bugbears for me in gaming in fact there are things that piss me off quite significantly <laughs> about 
about gaming and the gaming community and just gamers in general. Um, This week we are going to talk about things that really piss us off in gaming. This week we're going to vent and you have to live with it. Oh yes. We are going to be angry. Um, Rich, I suspect you have... Uh, i got fucking you loads. Have, you have a lot to say. Yeah, man. A lot to you be got, angry about. You've got a big piece of paper and a small pen? Let's do this. Um, all right, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with one. Are we going to round robin this bitch? Because yeah. otherwise yeah. I might get too angry and like pop or something. Yeah, I think that's the safest way for everyone around. There's two different categories for this. Well, there's probably a couple, but there's two two main categories for this for me. There's stuff stuff in games that I get pissed off about and stuff in gaming that I get pissed off about. Yeah. One yeah. tends to be it with the games themselves. The other one tends to be probably to do with multiplayer and how the gaming community <laughs> does things. So the fir- my first one that is like such a massive fucking annoyance to me, cliffhanger endings in games. Yeah. I hate them in films oh. as well, but I absolutely <laughs> loathe them in games. A really good example of this is uh, Legacy of Kane, the most recent Legacy of Kane game, ended on what was effectively a cliffhanger. Yeah? yeah. They've never made another one. <laughs> and there is no intention to make another one either. I cannot see any project in the works, not even a Kickstarter, nothing to make another one of these games. It's just, it pisses me off. I don't care how good you think your game is. I don't care how well funded you think your projects are. Finish the game. We're the gamers. We want to play a complete game. I don't care that something magical is going to happen in the next game. Fucking Mass Effect. Mass Effect 2 ended on such a shitty cliffhanger ending that it. it I didn't even, I almost never wanted to play the third game and then they continued that and that's another thing that pisses me off no end right don't fucking finish a game on a cliffhanger and then continue it with dlc i don't want i don't want to fucking download extra content to finish the the fucking game game. exactly stupid bastards (laughs) oh yeah because that's that's cliffhanger endings just not they've got no place fair enough continued the series but end it in a way that leaves it open for you to make another game basically be matrix one not Matrix 2. <laughs> <laughs> nice analogy. Uh, Zero, what about you? What what really uh, pisses you off? What really pisses me off is girl gamers. <laughs> <laughs> you have I, no I'll... right holding a pad. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not even that. I don't give a flying fuck what people say. There's no such fucking thing as a girl gamer. You're no. either a gamer full stop or not. Yeah, now, exactly. the, the only reason I, the, the term girl gamer fucking exists is if those dumb ass blonde bitches start turning and goes, oh look, here's my tits, and here's me holding a control pad, envy me. No, I don't give a flying fuck if you've got nice tits, beautiful hair, looks stunning, and you've got a control pad. Unless you can fucking use it, then use it, you daft cow. <laughs> that's cam, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's like, I think it's not so much the girl game, just to clarify for Sierra because it's actually one of my massive bugbears but uh, it's not girl gamers in general it's the title and people feeling the need to label and pigeonhole themselves yeah exactly demographic because they're not girls appeal to games appeal to girls or not Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean it's not not girl gamers girls you might all right there there are certain games out there like i'm gonna say it my little pony sorry lewis (laughs) that 
are more likely to appeal to girls simply because that's the type of toys and stuff that they played with when they were yeah, younger. That's the branding. Yeah. That's, that's a simple yeah. thing, yeah? And saying that Harvest Moon and other games like that are going to appeal to girls more because they're cutesy and, 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 and lovely and everything, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Mario well, is, I mean, Mario we've... Sunshine is cutesy, and I enjoyed that game. I'm not a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Animal Crossing and everything else. That uh, uh, goes to everybody. So, yeah, you're right. It's uh, the term girl gamers, and the people that use them is, oh, I'm just a girl. Oh, look at me. I'm a girl gamer. No, like there's the famous pictures of real girl gamers are the people there with the dirty hair, you know, the Cheetos still on their face, <laughs> like, like every other guy gamer. No, yeah. you're just fucking a gamer, and this is what we are. St- yeah. Yeah. And there will be people out there going, oh, no, but, you know, girl gamers are a demographic because, you know, no, they're not. Casual gamers are a demographic. Yes, there might be a higher proportion of girls that play casual games. And casual yep. games tend to be quite cutesy. And they've got, a, you know, a very cute art style. There's not very much violence in them and stuff like that. But they are casual gamers. It's nothing to do with your, your sex or anything like that. I just, mm. yeah, the whole thing but- does annoy me. You, there are whole communities around this as well and everything and it's I, th- just... I think the, this, uh, the people that are also drawn to them is the thing that suddenly because A it's a girl gamer that suddenly this is like the holy grail of <laughs> sexual desire that they want really think about it these if real girl gamers are the same as us who are dying for the next release saving up their penny to spend it on the fucking games and getting the job done right yeah you can team up with some proper girl gamers but you're not going to talk about the boobs or how they look you're talking about the next fucking fragging getting the shit done exactly yeah t- saying that i'm sure there are attractive girl gamers let's not <laughs> it seems like <laughs> oh, no, it's th- pigeon- pigeonholing them into it into a yeah girl gamers are all ugly proper gamers are <laughs> ugly and they've got chicos <laughs> on their face Far, far from there. I know. Quite what? Oh, hang on. My wife's shouting something. What are you saying? No, it's not cool. Cheetos go in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's saying. If, yeah, if, if you're paying attention to where the cheetos are going, you're not concentrating on the game and you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I know a few gamers who happen to be girls and happen to be very attractive. Yeah, but I, they will never term themselves as a girl gamer. No. No, I know a couple of female I know gamers. Gamers who happen to be female, and uh, yeah, uh, and they hate the term just as much. They they would never even dream of labeling themselves a girl gamer, because now it they they have found that a girl gamer is actually yeah a camp somewhat whore, fake. Camp. Yeah, basically. A yeah, fake. Syn- it's synonymous with these pretty cam whore bitch faces. <laughs> yeah, and it, it just. Um, yeah, uh, th- it's not just that. It's the uh, for me, it, it's like the term nerd and geek and dork, and it's like, mm. well, no. Y- Do you know where the term geek came from? I don't. Oh. Anybody? No. No. Geek was the original name for a person who bit the heads of chickens at the circus. <laughs> Damn right. Excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, 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 was that specifically his job? Can that was his job. Christ that was his circus he act. He, he bit the heads off chickens. <laughs> Excellent. How would you That's imagine? where the term geek came from. So how that came synonymous with like, kind of us, I guess you could put it. Fuck knows. I but, don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Where this gamer girl and the websites have popped up like data gamer girl. Fuck. Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll date but, a regular girl and force her to use a pad. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's the other side of this where they say, oh, well, you know, we just want to be like other male gamers. Well, if that's the case, 
Shut stop up and play segregating games. yourself. <laughs> stop yeah. differentiating, uh, differentiating yourself from male or normal gamers. Yeah. But Everyone is a gamer, not... Sorry? Yeah, well, this is the thing. This is what keeps happening. But there aren't enough AAA titles that appeal to women. Yeah, that's because you spend more time fucking whining and less time playing the damn games. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty <laughs> of games out there that will appeal to these... T- I'm going to call them whiners, but that will appeal to these people who want to play what is effectively a more casual game. The Sims. You know, all of that kind of stuff. It's a more casual thing. It's not as hardcore. It's not as fast-paced. It's not as FPS. It's not as, basically, um, competitive. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's I mean, nothing to do with girl gaming because there are guys that like exactly the same thing. And on the back of this, I've got a kind of small one that really half pisses me off because I, I like sword fighting. I love the, the whole that mythology and that sort of period thing. The armor for girl characters in games <laughs> not protect you from fuck all. Yeah. Midriff's <laughs> exposed. The armor, from, the armor yeah. from girl characters in games would not protect you from rape. <laughs> Let alone anything else. And I would imagine that a girl in, in World of Warcraft, is that, that's probably something that they would want to be concerned about. <laughs> Just, yeah, I completely agree. Actually, World of Warcraft was a bad example because they are reasonably covered on that. Yeah, some, but some you look at a few games where like, I have a brown bikini. This is the highest armor I can get. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what, what are you trying to def- defend lineage, against here? Lineage 2. That's, yeah, oh, yes, I, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These, are, these are exactly the kind of games. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Bayonetta, that bitch would have been sliced up left, right and centre. Well, actually, her, her hair is her armor, and that's not actually too bad. <laughs> um, Ross, what about you? Uh, yeah, bad losers on uh, predominantly sports games. Yeah. Um, I've, I've yeah. stopped playing FIFA Online because you can get to you'll be two 0 up after five minutes, and the game will just end because the other person has just quit. Or now. Um, you'll be you'll score a last minute go ahead goal, and someone will quit on you, and then you don't get the and the ranking point, especially. I think this comes down to how the game makers make the games as well, because I think they have to make the games understanding that people will do this kind of thing, and it needs to award the person who stayed in the game the points, regardless of what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah it needs. To. I mean, There's a lot of is... games that do do it that way now as well. This is something that um, Zero experienced on earlier this week when we were playing Chivalry. Oh, he was yeah. doing really well, so one of the little ass hats that we were playing with that was giving it all the smack talk in the chat kept trying to vote to kick him it's like well <laughs> Every, as soon as the vote had ended within three minutes the next vote for kick came up by the same character <laughs> and he yeah. didn't understand that there was only him voting against me where the vote for me was like 80 odd percent <laughs> so it went to but no without a doubt every three minutes they got this vote would pop up just Sore losing. This is this, this whole thing is like people manipulating the game to their advantage as well because we had another situation on Chivalry the other day which pissed me off no end. There was a lot... The game that me and Zero were playing in had a lot of archers in it and archers in, in Chivalry are so annoying anyway but there was like fucking seven or eight of them in there and we were playing on quite open levels that are very good for archers to take a perch and start taking pot shots at people. Yeah. Then the level changed. The level changed to a basically gladiator arena level, which suits my character down to the ground. Because I'm a very much run in and and swing at people kind of thing. But there's loads of pillars. Yeah, there's loads of pillars and stuff in the way. And archers can't get a clean shot. And it's very small. So they can't stand still for very long without somebody running behind them and chopping their head off. So basically, we were in the game for what? 
a minute oh, and a half. Less, Amir, less than a, I'd see him say less than that, mate. And Zero got off to a cracking start, started chopping people's heads off, and suddenly vote came up to change the level. <laughs> So we'd had about three levels that were perfect for archers and we got our asses kicked. As soon as a level comes up that is not good for archers, suddenly they vote to change the level and it passed because there were so many archers in the game and we changed level. <clears throat> Back yeah, to a it's... level that is good for them. I was just like, well, that's, that's not good. No, there should be right. somewhere stopping that, really. So yeah, unfortunately, if there's enough asshats to carry the vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me... One of the one things that, well, one of the things that really pisses me off, and I mentioned it uh, briefly just now, is the amount of smack talk and uh, just general douchebaggery in the chat. I, I mean, it sort of ties in with the, the bad losers, but it, it's not even just that. It's the bad winners. It's the people that go, yeah, you suck. Get out <laughs> yeah. of the game. Yeah. The, the elitism of other gamers at the end oh. of the day we all started at the same level <laughs> exactly. now zero just using you as an example no who problem. is far supreme far superior to me at call of duty could just turn around and be an utter douchebag to me because i suck at it but he's not and actually when we were playing when we used to play uh, assassin's creed for instance the, the, the number of people who... Uh, that happens to be another game that he's supremely good at. Mm. Um, when we um, when we started playing that, he actually coached me. Well, coached? Is that the right word? Tutored uh, me? Me mentored, tutored, coached. Okay, yeah. works. Uh, and to the point where I was not the same level, but I was of a far better level than I was when I started. Um but that's because he did he wasn't just a massive bell end and said <laughs> you suck i'm i'm gonna kick your ass every time yeah. because for me that just isn't fun that and the, the other problem that i've got with this is it um it fosters bellendedness in general so yeah. like if yeah. you joined a game or certainly i mean i don't think i'd do it but if, if people if you if people of a certain ilk joined a game and started getting their asses kicked and the people that were kicking their asses were being complete dicks about it. Mm. That person, if they then continue playing the game and got better at it, is more likely to act like a dick to the other new people who are starting mm. than he would yeah. have been otherwise. Do you know what I mean? So it I kind mean, of it, like, it, it propagates hate. it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, I mean, this kind of ties into what... Um... Talha was saying earlier about the CSGO players just mm. being complete knobheads and um, to be honest there's no need for it the, no. a bit of banter and a bit of um, messing about and having a bit of a, a laugh and a joke <clears throat> and oh you suck every now and again it is fine but just being well I'll come back to like the ready player Thursday nights now this is great because we've got the party chat going on. We're heavily insulting each other <laughs> in a very camaraderie way. You know, we're very like the amount of abuse I give Lenny on a daily basis. <laughs> he that, deserves uh, it though, doesn't he? He he's deserves a, he's it. He's a lawyer. Heavily. He's a lawyer. He, he can. He take gave it. up his right to for a soul years ago, but <laughs> it's one of those games where you know when you get a group of people, you're like that. But I have never slammed somebody who's not connected with a friendship level like that elsewhere and I wouldn't 
want them to do it. I no, can you understand. might teabag them. Yeah, I, I understand <laughs> that when you're playing a game, you can get your adrenaline up, you, you, you start getting into a bit of alpha mode, but you've got there is a level where you're just being a dick. Yeah. Mm. But and it's it's these these guys need probably because they're so inferior elsewhere in life to feel superior when they and to make sure that the people they've just killed or the people that they're better than know that they are better than them because it makes yeah. them feel superior. But just taking it slightly mm. away from games for a second, I'm trying, like Lewis mentioned earlier in the intro, I'm trying to get him into NFL fantasy football, and I'm trying to teach him like the mock, the mock draft things that we do. Uh, he picked a player in a round. Uh, earlier than someone else would have picked him, and he got loads of abuse for it from people. It's like this is just going to put people off from wanting to do this thing. Yeah, if you want people to be involved in your community and enjoy the kind of things that you enjoy, <laughs> then don't fucking don't immediately put them off. But you're never going to you're never going to teach him. This this is also this is also linked. I mean, probably all of this links back to a very similar thing. I think we're all pissed off with it. But another one, and the, these are probably the biggest culprits. But squeaky fucking kids. <laughs> I've played ah. this is mostly on console I must admit I experienced this way more on console than I ever have done on PC and it's one of the reasons that if I do ever play Xbox Live and I'm not just playing with a group of people that I know I will just mute my microphone yeah. and mute my headset so I can't hear any of the cunts but it, I have to say if I ever had a kid and I heard them spewing the kind of shit that some of these kids spew over Xbox Live, I would fucking brain them so hard that they would swallow the pad. (laughs) And one thing that annoys me more than anything else is these are 18 certificate games for the most part. If I'm playing Black Ops 2, I do not expect clearly an eight-year-old child to be going, you fucking cunt, you fucking Jewish bastard. And and I'm just like, you shouldn't even be playing this game. You shouldn't even be playing this game. I've been playing it a lot on the weekend because it's double XP. And I've just taken to mutant everyone I don't know in a game because I can't be yeah with it. and it kills the team based side yeah. of it completely you can't, talk to you can't discuss anything you can't talk to your teammates or anything but yeah. it just really pisses me off yes you are better at the game than me because you don't have a job <laughs> you do nothing but play this game it doesn't bother me that you are better at the game than me I have got used to people being at game better at games than I am just shut up <laughs> you are the most annoying thing in the world I mean I have got a tendency to rant in games when something's not going my way but really? I don't don't tend to single people out and squeak at them. Yeah. It's so. It is just. It just pisses me off. They shouldn't even be playing the game. I, I use the analogy when I when I used to get into pubs when I was fifteen. Yeah. If you manage to get into a pub when you're fifteen, you keep your fucking head you down. You court. have your. You sit there quietly. You have your drinks with your mates. You have a bit of a laugh and you don't make a nuisance of yourself. And then you fuck yeah. off, safe in the knowledge that you've managed to get into a pub underage and you've had a drink. If you are playing an 18 certificate game, you should not be hiding in a, uh, behind the anonymity that that gives you online. You should be keeping your fucking head down and enjoying the game. There should be a way that when parents sign up to Xbox Live Arcade, they have to use their own email address or something like that. And when people send complaint reports to the gamer tags that are associated with that Xbox Live account, it should email the, that email address. So oh, the parents get emails saying your eight-year-old son has been playing this 18 certificate game has been screaming at me that i'm a dirty jew and that he's going to bugger my mum. <laughs> do you know what i mean now- and even even better with the newer with the newer technology they're putting in the playstation 4 and the xbox one where you can take these 10 second snapshots of gameplay yeah yeah, yeah. take a snapshot of the little cunt being abusive to, to you and send an email it to yeah. him uh, it's just something that you've mentioned then is there um a way of reporting, or because uh, I I rarely report players um, unless they're oh, I utter. Always do. <laughs> you can thumbs down them. 
Yeah, you can give him like a frowny face and, and give him But a I know back. I know you can report players, but is there a way to report a player for say for instance if they are playing a game that is clearly I have no they idea. are too young. But can you is. imagine policing that? Can you imagine them trying mm. to police that? It's just not going to happen. This is parents being too free and easy with their credit cards and allowing their kids to do things but that, that they really yeah. be doing. But that said, I mean, you presumably you have to sign up with your your age when you sign up for Xbox Live anyway. Yeah, yeah. but the parent or so, the person who owns the credit card that signed up will have to sign up with their age, and they'll they'll yeah. click they'll click agree to the terms and conditions without agreeing without reading it that says you know you shouldn't be doing this if you're under the age of eighteen or whatever. Yeah. So, no, I don't... Yeah, yeah that pisses me off. That really, really pisses me off. Yeah, fair enough. I know kids that are under 18 are going to play 18 certificate games, and I'm not exactly condoning it, but there are certain circumstances it's going to happen. I did it's... it. Fucking hell, we've all done it. But you, <laughs> yeah, don't, but you don't then go online and abuse everybody else who's trying to enjoy the game with your stupid, squeaky voice. I think when we did it, there wasn't It's just been disrespectful, play, and that's the main thing. Yeah. And been, I do yeah. hate the disrespectful gamers. Mm. I, I really hate... I really, really hate being anonymously abused by some little shit that is hiding behind the other side of the internet where oh. if you were playing this on a split screen game yeah you would rip the little cock's arm off and beat him to death with the wet end god I bless hate the keyboard cowboys huh you know what i mean i hate these guys that think that they're nails and they, they proper give it the the large i'm gonna fuck your mum i'm gonna fucking find you and i'm gonna fuck your mum <laughs> apparently a lot of them live in liverpool <laughs> Well, my Xbox Live game <laughs> takes Johnny Cashmere, so people immediately think I'm Indian or Asian of some persuasion. <laughs> I get so much racist abuse for, in that way. It's ridiculous. Really? But yeah, just learn your music history and then abuse me about that if you want. That's fair enough. The weirdest one we've ever had was at the end of a game, we, went, uh, we were playing Halo 3, and it was uh, a two versus two. And my gamertag is Zebwen. Uh, Craig's gamertag is Cryoth. Mm. Yeah? And those, mm. mine's Nubify 5 backwards, and his is just a, a, a name that he uses in, in everything. Now, basically, we, um, we played these guys and we beat them. And then we played the second game and we beat them again. And then voice chat suddenly comes on. Yeah? Um, in the lobby after this second game. And they're going, oh, look at them. And these are Americans. <laughs> Look at the fucking, look at them. Oh, they've got all, they've got uh, fantasy names. Oh, like Lord of the Rings, do you? Yeah? Oh, you like your fantasy, like doing an elf, do you? And I'm just like, where is this going? <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's like you wanted to insult me and couldn't really think of what direction to go in with it. So you just, and it's seriously using the gamer tag. Oh yeah, you, you like RPGs. Oh, you're into all that Lord of the Rings shit. Eh? Oh, look at them. Oh, it's really funny. And his game was like, his name was something like, you know, Jockboy2009 or something like that. <laughs> Fucking douche. I like XX Devil Sniper XX, stuff like that. They're great names. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> Oh, that really fucks me off. The people who have have to put X's <laughs> or underscores or because they're so yeah. leaked. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like oh, just... I've got I've got a good hatred here actually. When you come to naming people, like there is these great clans out there and they're great trick shots. You know, like the Phase Clan who are very popular in the, the CODs and mm. who make amazing videos and spend a lot of time perfecting how to do amazing trick shots. Yet suddenly you go on the boards and you'll find like the whole board filled with phase people or clan tags similar it's like you're not those fucking clans no, yeah. no, no. Just wanted the attention. I, I must associate myself with these amazing people and hope people think yeah. I'm actually one of them <laughs> like uh, no you're not the other thing is is like these little uh, newbie clans and they all have the set not their clan tags but their actual username yeah. it is like noob clan 
douchebag, new clan asshat. It's like, what? No offense to you three, but I wouldn't ever dream of changing my gamer tag to Ready Player Lewis. And I similarly <laughs> wouldn't expect any of you guys to change your gamer tags to Ready Player Rich or Ready Player Ross or Ready Player Zero. Cost money. Uh, just, like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't got 800 points, so I'm <laughs> just spunk on changing my clan tag, uh, my username to the same thing as you guys. And that's what clan tags is us for in fucking games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, when you start, you just go and you see these bunch of optics or phase clans, or I don't know, what they probably exist in LOL as well, but who are clearly not from that caliber of team or in that clan at all. What makes you think that that's a, a cool move to make? Mm. But then these these people just they, they just again it's another thing where they just want other people to view them as good and successful when actually yeah. they're not and they're stupid and they've got a small penis and they should die horribly in a car accident. Other things that sound really annoying me is the the annual updates of games. Uh, a lot of mine are to do with sports games, <laughs> clearly. But um, <laughs> like FIFA 14 is coming out and the list of actual upgrades. I'm not bothered, and it's just a, just basically squad roster updates. I'm, I'm not, but Ross, I'm not paying fifty quid again Ross, for it. You're gonna buy. I'm it. really not this year. Really? Yeah, honestly, I don't care at all until it does something different. It's basically just but football see, with new names. It's, isn't the tagline they use every year and new ball dynamic physics exactly. or something similar? That means it's just burn words. It's a Barnum statement. It's complete bollocks. Yeah, it's nothing new. Like, I've yeah. had enough of it now. No. I don't. I think the wrestling games are probably slightly apart from that kind of thing because they do tend to change up the mechanics and change up the the stuff mm. that you can do in them and the career modes yeah, and the everything. Storylines are different but, every time. The yeah, um, but buying the, a, buying a new game just because it's got new characters in it, it's basically the same as the old game with a slight couple of changes for fifty quid. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Why don't they just patch it or yeah, the content DLC pack. With, exactly. Yeah, release a ten ten pound download that that brings all the teams up to date and puts everybody in the right place and all the rest of it. But well, last yeah, that'd be last better. year's Madden was the first Madden I hadn't bought well in this generation this generation of games. Um, I just rented it from Blockbuster for five days, played it as much as I wanted to, and then took it back. That was it. This is the problem, though. I always said that sport, a lot of sports games would hit the sweet spot eventually where they've got the mechanics perfect, they've got the way that the game should play very well, they've got the multiplayer right. After that, what the fuck do they do? Yeah, they have. That's the it's just the same game. It's just the same game with different characters in it. You've got yeah. to do something different. I think at that point, the career modes um, or maybe team management modes are the things that they need to be adding to make the, to, to add richness to the game, or maybe different multiplayer. But uh, they take themselves too seriously as well. They need to add crazy multiplayer elements. Yeah. Like, put in a football game, like, I don't know, Rush Fireball! Pe yeah, <laughs> Fireball! That guy, Shaolin Soccer, that kind of thing. That would be amazing. But, no, I don't know. Isn't that what FIFA Street was, basically? Yeah, basically, it was three yeah, on FIFA three. FIFA Street, red card. All about tricks and stuff like that. That was fun, but then that just became the same game every year, just with uh, new players, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's like you, when I first started wanting to play uh, a sports game for the first time ever, <laughs> when I bought um, Madden, Yeah. and you were like, well, no, don't bother getting the new one, because it's no different to one that you could buy from two years ago that just has slightly like outdated teams. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can get it for... 15 20 pound cheaper than you would do the newer version and i did and i still didn't enjoy it but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you, saved, but you saved yourself some money then yeah but i say i say go back to my little pony yeah exactly <laughs> uh yeah and i 
I saved myself the money, but I still got what the gist of the game was. Yeah. So. Uh, anything else for you, Zero? My last one. Actually, I've got kind of two, but I'm going to go for the controversial one. I hate achievement whores. I hate. Alright, this is. I hate achievements, but in the same way as I understand them. Now, when I say I hate achievement whores, I hate a certain type of person with achievements. The noise you can hear in the background is Ross weeping. <laughs> I yeah. love achievements. Now, I think achievements are a great thing, and they can be used great, but they can breed a certain type of person who think that the highest amount of their achievement score rel- relates to how awesome they are. Yeah. Now, these people are the same type of people who pick up games like Avatar and complete them to a thousand points. Ross. And the main one is people who look at the achievements and how to get them before they've even started the fucking game. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, because they don't want to have because they don't want to have to go back and play it again to pick up shit that they missed on, on the way through the game. See, I the like, achievement see, is, was a reward here. You know, you played through it, and I love it when I'm playing for a game. And they go, ching oh fuck, what did I get that for? Yeah. Pause. Oh, I killed something. They're like, I generally feel quite good. And then you review it at the end of when you've completed the game, and when I do eventually complete game, <laughs> and then I go, right, I can get that one, maybe that one, and that one. But I have never and will never look at a fucking achievement list before I've picked up the fucking title, like some of those other wank bags who think and make them cool. That isn't me. I, have to I get. If you're doing it for completionist purposes, like if you're quite a completionist yeah. type person, then absolutely fine. And that's lo- fucking but I, great, but I have known people that basically there are lists that you can go to online of games that have got easily completable achievements in oh, them. Yeah. And Ross. I've known people to go out and purchase those games secondhand simply because they don't even want to play them, but simply because they've got really, really easy to complete achievements. Yeah. No, that seems weird. Those people get worse because you've actually got those people who use Love Film and to get those games just for one weekend. Ross, man, there's a lot of hate coming your way right now. I would I would back something up here. Well, I'm still playing Tomb Raider, and that's given me 15 points so far. But I'm still playing because I, I like the game. Yeah, that's the main difference, because that's quite a fucking hard game to get some achievements on. Yeah. But if you are playing, like you said, for completion purposes, at the end of the game you're looking for, right, I want to finish this experience and wrap it up. Yeah, then, that makes, that yeah, I think it's a good way to get your money's worth of a game, f- flesh out to its complete standards, and enjoy it. Great, but I'm not going to hunt it, and I hate fucking things that hunt it like that. No, I was looking through my Xbox game profile the other day. I've played 489 games on my Xbox. That's a lot of games. That is a lot of games, but I've only got a game score of 80 odd thousand. So I, I clearly don't I... play all the games just to get achievements. A lot of them I've only got One 200 points on. One of yeah. my mates never plays online. Like, never, ever, ever, ever. He's single-player only. He will never play multiplayer. I managed to get him on, like, Modern Warfare once, I think. The only time he will play online is if it's a game type that's only with friends. So, like, Gears of War Horde mode and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, His game score is, like, 145,000. So, he... No intention, because he never plays in online. Absolutely no intention on showing off with it whatsoever. It is just for him. He just wants to complete these games, and I'm looking at some of the some of the stuff that he's got. I'm just like, how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> like, it's it's things like it's the gathering ones. I can never be bothered. I can like, there's a hundred feathers in this. I I don't care. Twenty points. What I, can I do with a hundred feathers? Like, Assassin's Creed. Arkham Asylum. There was like four hundred Riddler chal- oh, yeah. uh, challenges to collect. Okay. Fifty points. Yeah, don't care. For fifty points. <laughs> Worthless points. No, but you. You sort of raise 
another thing that I, I hadn't written down, but does kind of piss me off, and that will then lead on to something else, is online-only achievements. Mm. Yes. Yes, that pisses me right off. I don't want to play now, the online section of a game. Yeah, just no. See, I don't mind it because an achievement is a reward, so if you're playing the game fully, then it's kind of a reward. Yeah, but if I have well, absolutely... If I have no intention of, of playing the multiplayer, uh, the online multiplayer, then I still want to be like Red Dead Redemption is, is the one that I'm using as my example here. Because yeah. to be honest, I don't want to play the. Mo I enjoyed the multiplayer, but I don't want to play it just to get the um, the intention, uh, the achievements rather. As some of them are like for playing poker with people. It's like, well, hang on a second. <laughs> Yeah, on the flip side of that, yeah, alright, I don't want to have to play the multiplayer to get achievements, but then I don't care that much about achievements. But then there are people that buy stuff like Black Ops 2 that don't want to play single player. They only bought it for the multiplayer, and they're probably equally yeah. as annoyed that there's achievements that you can only get through the single player side of the game. So, yeah. I think it probably works both ways, that one. It, it works both ways, but I think if it is multiplayer only, you're pissed off with achievements, who gives a fuck? Because that's, that's an achievement for being online. Yeah. yeah, we've wrapped this really, really long now. So I'm, I'm yeah. going. Can I throw a couple more in? Because there's some things that really, really piss me Should off. Go. Yeah. Right. So there's a couple. Right. First one is hackers. I fucking hate hackers. <laughs> Daisy is probably the biggest one that's current at the moment that pisses me off. But it, almost every game that I've played on the PC, it's more prolific on the PC than it is on consoles. But it does happen on consoles as well. That you will be running around in a game and suddenly somebody who isn't even looking in your direction will spin so fast that realistically their legs should have fallen off <laughs> and shoot you square in both eyeballs and the left testicle. And you're like, what the fuck? With one shot. Yeah, it's just like, it's like fucking JFK principle managed to go through every vital organ and then out your ass. <laughs> and I'm just like, how the fuck? It pisses me off. There are people that spend time in these games to enjoy them, especially something like Daisy, where you have to spend so much time just to get a small amount in that game. And then some cunt will turn up with a hacked client and do basically nothing and kill you mm. and take all of your stuff. And it's like, where, what are you getting out of that? What enjoyment are you getting out of this game? Counter-Strike Source is another one. I used to play that semi-competitively. And you, the fucking, the, there was a, a mod that came out very, very early in that um, that was called Circle Shot, where basically the you could tell when people were doing it because the guy who had written the mod had done it specifically so that you could tell obviously when somebody was doing it. Their character would literally spin in a in a 360 degree circle so fucking quickly, yeah, that you couldn't like it was all to them everything looked normal, but their character was actually spinning 360 and every single shot that they fired would hit somebody in the head. <laughs> literally, all they needed to do was run around the map and click shoot, and it would hit somebody in the head. And it's like, what are you getting yeah, at? There's no this? fun in that. There is no fun. They th they obviously think it's hilarious that they're killing people, but certainly with that one, everybody knew what they were doing yeah. because the character is spinning around all the time. So what are you getting at? Other than fucking people, and these kind of people are the kind of people that only gain enjoyment by causing other people misery. And if you are that kind of person, kill yourself <laughs> for everything, not just in gaming. Because if you if you've got that mentality in life, you should just die. Well, I, I think saying die was a bit harsh, so I would say no, commit a slow fucking suicide, you <laughs> yeah, alien cock. Yeah, I hope you get liver cancer. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's a thing. It is now. Yeah. Pancre pancreatic cancer. If, you're, if you live, 
Basically, if you live to cut, co- the only enjoyment that you can get is to cause other people misery or to see other people ceasing to enjoy something that they previously enjoyed, then you, there is no, there's nothing else for it. You're a cunt. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think I think at that point you've given up your humanity card. Go fuck yourself and die. Yeah, that's basically it. Hackers just. I, just, I don't get it. I do not get it. If you're if you're cheating on a single player game, that's a completely different thing. But if you are doing it for the sole purpose of screwing up other people's experience, then fuck off and die. Seriously. Um, as, I've got a couple of others. I'm going to throw out quick. Does, does anybody else have one, or, or am I going to go through mine fast? I'm done. Just just me. <laughs> right. So the other the, the other one, and this happened to to me and Zero the other day. That people who don't right. So if you people who don't work with a team. If you're, this is another online one, but if you're playing an online multiplayer game, and let's say you're playing a kind of team deathmatch, right? You just got to kill other people, so that's fine. You just kill everybody. There's no problem there. If you're playing King of the Hill, or Capture the Flag, or something like that, yeah. And the entire point is, it doesn't matter how many kills your team gets. It doesn't matter whether you kill somebody on the other team. The entire point is, you've got an objective. You have to get the flag and bring it back to your base or whatever it is. Yeah. It it doesn't matter what your kill count is. And so many people will just ignore the objective and try and get their, uh, as high a kill count as they can. And it pisses me off. We were playing a game of chivalry the other day, and what we had to do was we had to um, like get this battering ram to this door and batter this door down. And I'm pretty sure that me and Ciro and the other guy that was playing with us were the only people in the oh. entire map that were actually actively attempting to do this. So they had battlements, and they had archers firing from the battlements, right? And we had this, probably seven archers by the end of it, who were hiding themselves behind trees on the other side of the river and trying to pot- take <laughs> yep. pot shots at these archers. That Incredibly is not helpful. hard fucking pot shots if they were ever to try to land it as well. Yeah, and it's just, that is not helping us. Even if they kill that archer, the archers respawn on their own battlements. So it's not, it's going to give us like a half second respite, and that is it. All they have to do is run in and actually actively back up the objective. But their only concern was their own kill count. And it annoys me. If you want to do that, play a different game type. Mm. You're in a game type that, that requires team play. You are not there for your own score. Help, mm. help the rest of the team out. If the, if the team is best served by ignoring that guy that you've just seen hiding behind a rock, then fucking ignore him. Don't go out of your way to chase him down and try and kill him because you are not helping the rest of your team by doing that. That uh, I mean... Re- Sorry, gone. This was something that when, uh, when we used to play Assassin's Creed was something that <clears throat> we encountered fa- um, fairly regularly. People that would just run about in a mode where you don't need to just run about, oh, yeah. uh, and, and they would. Sorry, gone. I was going to say, if we give a slight rundown of the Assassin's Creed multiplayer, you are rewarded for killing silently, slowly, professionally, walking around, taking your target without anybody seeing it. There's a huge stealth element. What you, we'd find in the beginning levels, and again, Lewis noticed this quite a lot, was people sprinting across map, clearly identifying yourself when you're supposed to be uh, finger bunnies hidden. And they're just sprinting across either roofs so they stand out like a fucking sore thumb or just around about. Yeah, or runners and gunners, as we we called them. Uh, it, it just... It goes completely against... If that's, like Rich said, if that's the way you want to do it, go play a different fucking mode or yeah. go play a different fucking game. <laughs> yeah, play, play free-for-all. Play 
team deathmatch or something like that. But just don't don't join an objective game with absolutely no intention of helping out the team with the objective because you're yeah. scr- again it's another thing where you are screwing up other people's enjoyment of the game because you are trying to service your own goals instead of helping everybody else. Mm. And this is this goes back to as well. This is not helped by the fact that nobody wants to talk in voice chat because of the squeaky little shits that just give you abuse. Yeah. So if you did talk in voice chat and actually actively discussed things with the rest of your team, you could probably work out strategies. But because everybody online is a cunt, <laughs> you don't want to. Because generally people online are real bastards. You don't you don't want to do that. So you kind of hope, hope that everybody on the team is going to uh, is going to do what they're meant to do. Yeah. But in this particular instance, we were actually talking to them and saying, "Come on." You've got to help us out here. You're not helping us where you are. You're not doing the right thing. They didn't listen. So I killed them all. Then they didn't listen. Uh, then they tried to kick me out of the game. Um, and then the game ended and we didn't win. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Anyway, I'm done. I'm, I'm angry about a lot of things in games, but th- those, are the, those are the biggest things I'm angry about. I think we'll have a yeah. follow-up round two later. In, yeah, in I feel kind of... This is this has been oddly cleansing. <laughs> I feel, Therapeutic. Yeah, yeah it, definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna uh, feel better about it now. Yeah. I was gonna say with that, I think I'm gonna be able to sleep a bit better tonight. So let's go with that. Yeah. Got yeah. Out I think it's it's safe to say that we're all pretty pissed off about things in our in our community. Yeah. But, well, it, um, turn, it turns out a lot of those are online and to do with other people <laughs> playing <laughs> yeah. online games. But don't take it the wrong way. We love gaming as much as we hate other players. <laughs> so we're just antisocial, basically. Yeah, we don't like other people. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Ready Player Two. Propagating the stereotype that all gamers sit in their their basements and don't want to interact with anybody (laughs) from the outside world. (laughs) Okay, and after the break, we will... Fuck off. Fuck off. (laughs) Game over. That's the end of Episode 9 of Ready Player Two. Uh, we have covered quite a lot this evening. We have covered, obviously, indie games. Uh, again, you can find on our website, readyplayer2.co.uk. Uh, there'll be links on the on the front page, as well as our YouTube videos and um, our Twitter feed, uh, which is at readyplayer2.co... Uh, no, it's at readyp2. It's just at uh, readyp2. That was, that was all, almost P2. nowhere near it. <laughs> no, that was... Yeah, that was... You'd think I'd uh, I'd be good at this after <laughs> after nine episodes, wouldn't you? I can remember other people, yeah. it's just not our own. If you're still listening at this point, uh, go to ReadyPlayer2.co.uk and claim your free prize. There's a free prize? No, I'm just trying to direct traffic over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I was just like, oh, I'm fucking going there then. <laughs> yeah, head on to the website if you want to see the the full breakdown of indie games that we've gone through. I know it's big and exhaustive, and it, 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 it was quite a lot of information to go through at once. But there are a lot of really cracking indie games on there, and uh, with the screenshots and videos that are on the website, it's really worth a look because there's probably going to be something in there for you and something that you're going to want to keep your eye yeah, on. The videos yeah. give you more so, context to what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, if you weren't watching the videos while you were listening to us, and you might not understand what we were on about. We did, we did try to be descriptive. But yeah, this has been this has been episode 9 of Ready Player 2, and with the amount of content that we've just crammed into it, it may very well be episode 10 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, guys, and we will catch you in episode 10. We will. See you then. So, bye-bye, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.